control the airwaves, and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231 and GCN, I'm getting some talkback. I don't think that's my fault. So my audio is looping right back around in my headset. You guys hear that too, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Please don't say that because they're listening and I might confuse them. You're hearing that too, right? Yes. Okay, great. Dale's here too. All right, All right, so uh, toll-free number, number is 800-259-9231. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever it is that, uh, that you might want. <laughs> That's a good idea, Mark. Take your headphones off so it doesn't screw with your... Although I don't know if that's going to, uh, to help our listeners out on the end. Uh, I don't know if you're hearing it. There's no, there's no yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't know that. that. Uh, so if you're not hearing that, then I apologize for, uh, for bugging you about it. Uh, 800-259-9231. We'll start the show out with a little bit of good news. Sometimes uh, that, that does actually happen here, um, and we'd like to bring it to you when, uh, when it does. Y'all recall the story where the guy was on the motorcycle with a helmet uh, cam, and he was you know, recording speeding around the roads. It's crazy. It was absolutely nuts. So the guy, uh, yeah, he's got a helmet cam on. He's acting like a lunatic riding around the roads of Maryland, I think. Uh, and, and I don't think, think he was doing anything besides going, going really, really fast, which, of course, course is, uh, you know, dangerous, dangerous enough, I think. I think. Um, you know, there's a certain speed when, when you're talking about being dangerous. And the, um, the he gets pulled over by a police officer who's in an undercover car. Um, in, in under, you know, he's off duty or, you know, he's dressed like a normal person. Uh, you know, basically flashes his lights or something, gets the guy to pull over somehow, jumps out of the car and points a gun at him. So, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine what this guy thinks. He's not dealing with a police officer, what appears to be a police officer. He's dealing with what appears to be a lunatic with a gun. So, yeah. uh, I, I think. Same difference. Yeah, I think that uh, at at the point that he actually identified himself as a cop or something like that, uh, and the guy realized it, he then turned off his helmet cam. But he put the minute or so of uh, video up on the up internet on the after, internet after, after the experience. Yeah, and then he was charged for videotaping this guy acting like a lunatic. According to the Washington Post, uh, the judge of Hartford County has dismissed wiretapping charges against Anthony Graber, that particular motorist you were describing there. Uh, in April, Hartford's, uh, let's see, the, the state's attorney, Joseph Cassidy, charged Graber, who is a staff sergeant in the Maryland Air National Guard and con- computer systems engineer with violating the state's wiretapping law. He faced up to 16 years in prison. Seems like a little excessive. Yeah. Judge Emery A. Pitt Jr. had to decide whether police performing their duties have an expectation of privacy in public space. Pitt ruled that police can have no such expectation in their public on-the-job communications. Hooray. Wham! Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Pitt wrote, because that, that can be used in all 50 states now. That is, oh, uh, it's, it's not law. Circuit court? Yeah, well, it's, it's not precedent. Law, though. It's precedent, Legal though. Precedent, Absolutely, yeah. and that can be that'll be cited in every single case across the nation and in other countries. Honestly, Canada and, and you know places with English common law, um, they can use that. It's it's the farther you get away from the place, the less powerful it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're citing a case from Australia in say Maine, yeah. it's not extraordinarily powerful, but it does show precedent um, and yeah, you know expectation and things. Plus, the accent confuses things. Pitt wrote the following, those of us who are public officials and are entrusted with the power of the state are ultimately accountable to the public. When we exercise, well, this guy didn't get the notice, did he? Uh, When we exercise that power in public fora, we should not expect our actions to be shielded from public observation, said Kis Kistoriet Ipsos 
Cutores, which means in Latin, who watches the watchmen. Graeber was also charged with possessing a device primarily useful for the purpose of the surreptitious interception of oral communications, referring to the video camera on his helmet. The judge disagreed with the prosecutor that the helmet cam was illegal and concluded the state's argument would render illegal almost every cell phone, BlackBerry, and every similar device, not to mention dictation equipment and other types of recording devices. His decision is the first ruling in Maryland to address the legality of citizens taping police in the course of their duties. Because it's a circuit court, court ruling, it is not binding on other judges. So it's not binding in any way. Right. You could cite it, but right. wouldn't you matter. Right, you could cite it, but I mean, um, but at that point, it, it's powerful, Ian. Um, absolutely, it's powerful. It's likely to be the last word, according to the ACLU, on the matter and to be regarded as precedent by the police. Graber is still facing traffic charges stemming from the incident. So uh, no word word yet on whether the state's attorney will try to appeal the decision. So as of right now, a little bit of good news out there for those of us. I call that good news. For those of us who are in the camp of uh, advocates for arming oneself with a camera. Because... Right now, in this uh, current situation we're in with this government continuing to be more intrusive and oppressive over time, violence is not the solution. And we've discussed that in great detail on this program. Um, In the past, I might have thought that, but I, I don't anymore. I've turned toward peace as uh, as the solution, well, I think that people, um, when it comes to cameras, the cops can show just how outrageous they can act, and it's the most powerful thing you can do. Uh, you know, it's 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 a shame when the public thinks that uh, you know videotaping the police is uh, is hassling them, but in in some cases they do, and I I say you just you just got to do it. Well, it's gotten to the point now. There's so many cameras out there, and there's so many people that have cell phone cameras and things sure. like that. That police abuse is being caught on a daily basis. It's out there all the time. And that's why it gets more and more ridiculous every time I hear these people saying, oh, that's the exception. That's the exception. It's Indeed. not the rule. Yeah, there's yeah. a few bad no, apples the, out that's there. That's the good one. Those are the, those are the he's one. a good one. We get, they're, they're, it's just, we're, the, the media is swamped with these cop abuse videos now. And, and the thing is, that's just what's being caught on camera. That's you right. Know, and most people are too timid to do that. Right. Most people are too afraid to reach down well, and activate a camera on their cell phone. Or they didn't think phone. of it or whatever. And or there, it and happens and, so quickly. And, and look at these threats of wiretapping charges and BS like that that's discouraging people is, uh, further. It's further discouraging people. Well, hopefully the word will get around about this and people will be less uh, intimidated. But certainly people are intimidated by these police because they are scary and they do uh, have the willingness and the ability to put someone in a cage. Uh, but responding with violence to these police and their violence is not appropriate. Responding with a, a video camera is the best way that you can handle a situation like this. Although it won't always get you out of, uh, you know, it won't always get you out of trouble. Our, our, uh, one of our listeners, George Donnelly, down in Pennsylvania, was arrested. Uh, for having a video camera in a public place and using it to record the police. And they charged him with assault on a police officer. Apparently the the camera uh, when, capturing When they were image. grabbing him and throwing him to the ground, apparently yeah. one of them got bumped. Yeah. That's the claim. So, you know, it's not going to protect you. It's not going to guarantee anything. But it it's the best course of events, I think, that you can uh, – if you're being harassed by the police, it is the best thing that you can possibly or somebody do else, to defend yourself. Or, or something like that. I mean, or it's, anybody, yeah. Uh, I, Mama Allie had a problem. She went and videotaped uh, uh, a situation. She's a you know, friend of the show. She's been on here many mm-hmm. times. And 
uh, you know, she she saw a cop has some cops hassling a uh, a bum and decided to, uh, to to videotape that, and, and they attacked and, her over it. Yeah, they physically attacked her over it, yeah. and it's it can be dangerous. It but, comes with risk for sure. But if you but but, but but if you think that solving the problem with the cops with violence is uh, is a better solution, I I suspect uh, that you'll you'll yeah. figure out otherwise. So I think it's I think the question is not between violence or cameras, but between cameras and boot kissing. You know, and, and okay. I think a lot of people are going to keep the keep kissing the boot. Sure, they will, um, and hope that they will have some leniency and mercy. And that is, I, I, I'm leading more and more toward thinking that your best, you, you, you can't predict what's going to happen in any particular case, and say that it's going to work out better in one way or the other. But I would say I am also leaning toward it much being much more favorable on average to be to get everything on camera. And that the cops, well, I think, are more behaved on camera. I think I, in general. I, I tend I tend to agree, but I think that um, first off, I think that surreptitious cameras are, um, you know, the, the way to go. I'd rather um, I'd rather have oh, the I video. Agree. I'd I rather agree. have the video and the cop not think he's getting, uh, you know, act like he, a jerk because he's getting videotaped. Um, and you know, the, I'll figure out what happens with the wiretapping laws and all that stuff afterwards. Is is how I would uh, see it, but. Um, I don't think you. I think when you pull the camera out immediately, that you put the that, that you're you know if you're just dealing with a traffic stop or something like that, you're guaranteed to get the ticket instead of uh, maybe oh, no. a warning. I disagree. Okay. No. Let me hear. Uh, let me hear about that. All right, we'll do that here in a moment. 800-259-9231, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231 uh, plus uh, one of the trespassive twelve went to jail for twelve days uh, today. It's kind of. Convenient, huh? The trespass of 12, 12 days, more coming. Hey, everybody, Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. And dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those uh, on us. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, get the details I'll becoming part of the Shrine. Head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And our listening options uh, that you'll find on the website are brought to you by qualityrental.com, by the way. Yeah, at Quality Rental, they like the show so much that they decided to, uh, you know, bring the, the listen page to you. If you're having an, an event, whether it's a party, a wedding, barbecue, or church gathering, Quality can serve your needs if you're in the southern New England area. Check out their website at qualityrental.com. All right, 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. We're continuing here, and uh, of course, we will take your phone calls about whatever is, happens to be on your mind. That's the point of the program. 
Started out the show with a little bit of good news tonight. Actually, I've got additional good news uh, to top that to top that last one, which was pretty good, where the guy that was arrested originally for uh, for videotaping the cop or for videoing a, a cop that had pulled him over or actually just kind of basically ran him off the road because he was completely out of uniform and not driving a police car, pulls out a cop, pulls out a gun and essentially brandishes it in front of this man and threatens him. That's really dangerous. I mean, it's, it's if crazy. someone were armed and the guy comes up, you know, people obviously he could have been shot different yeah. degrees of discretion. If someone is wearing a uniform, uh, yeah, he could have gotten shot. So uh, he was charged with wiretapping. And now the judge has thrown that out on its butt, uh, which is very shocking. I didn't expect to see that happen anytime soon. And, and it did. Uh, you guys were debating at the very end of the segment as to whether or not having a camera out when you just get pulled over is going to benefit the individual who's holding the camera. Now, I, I mean, an obvi- obvious camera. Yeah, I should clarify. I think uh, here in Keene and possibly around in general around New Hampshire, where uh, we've come to be, we've got a reputation for filming things, putting it on the web, taking things to court. Uh, free staters have that reputation, and I think I've I've gotten the impression in the cases where I've gotten out a camera that it made the officer just want it to be over. Like he didn't want <laughs> the ordeal that was he knew was going to come from the the ticketing of free stater, the the video going on YouTube, going to court, and all that stuff. And well, I didn't. Uh, I got warnings, and I didn't post the video. Okay, um, I mean, that's cool. And I cannot say anything but the two times that I've been stopped in Keene, New Hampshire by Keene cops uh, for some kind of traffic uh, violation or whatever, uh, whatever it is they're claiming, they've given me warnings. And so I, I can't and I haven't pulled out a camera. So I can't say, you know, what will work and what won't. I think that you make a very strong case. You're saying that happened twice. Uh, I believe so. Two times you pulled out a camera. Uh, you, you don't remember pulling out cameras on cops? I think it's only happened once. Okay. I mean, that was the impression I got from that from I that I think we incident. need more evidence. It was a combination of that plus calling port 4 and one while he was talking to me. It's, <laughs> I think we need more evidence, but, I, but you make a strong case. We've certainly heard a number. Pork 411, by the way, is a phone number that activists, uh, an activist set up to allow folks to dial a number and then leave a message. And that message is blasted out to hundreds of recipients via email, podcast, that kind of thing. Uh, to get the word out quickly about something that's going on or to get the word out about something that maybe that you need informational that, to get out, like an event that's coming up, things like that. Uh, so we've definitely, I've definitely heard a number of Port 411 calls where people have just gotten warnings, uh, where it has ended up that they have not been ticketed. Now, whether the cops were aware that they were being recorded in that case is another question. It's not video, obviously, but still, if you've got that if you've got your phone in your hand and you're recording the police, that they they would still know they're it, presumably it leans for that. Recorded. I think I think what hap- what I would what I, I guess what I meant to say was that I com- that it was apparent to the officer that I was probably a free stater, either from a camera in one case or making port four one one call at the time, and it, and and I think that it, I got the impression they knew what that was and that it discouraged them. Okay. Well, I you know I I don't know. It it seems to me that uh, and maybe it's only in Keene, New Hampshire. I I don't know, but it seems to me that you're going to probably incense an officer by just whipping out a camera. Um, in most cases, I think in a lot of cases that is true. But again, I've said it before that in a sense we are getting um, better police officers in the Keene area, in my opinion, because we're challenging, uh, watching them, and they know they're being watched, and we're publicizing everything a lot. 
And I think it's resulting in better police officers here. I would not disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree with you. The more experiences we can get from people, certainly the more valuable the, d- the discussion will be. So more good news since we've got it. Here it is from Stop the Drug War. This one made the front page of the Drudge Report today. This is pretty big. Governor Schwarzenegger Thursday signed into law, this is from StopTheDrugWar.org, uh, into, uh, into law a bill that decriminalizes the possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. This in advance of the right. Uh, they're trying to they're trying the to forestall measure. that because they're trying to forestall it. Sure, I mean you know what 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 other reason would they have for doing that? Well, I don't. Uh, well, it's going to explain they here in a moment. Don't want but, it to pass. Go ahead. It's just I'm just well, predicting. Why would well okay the, what, okay because um, some people because you why, can wait say, wait a minute wait a minute Mark that doesn't make sense doesn't make sense. It's my understanding that in California this November there's going to be a ballot measure. That will legalize marijuana. From how much? Uh, how much? What's the the amount? I, I don't have those details. Okay. but that's a good question. Do you think that the average citizen finds a difference between a uh, a, a U-Haul full of marijuana and a bag full of marijuana? Yeah, and I think that that's how they'll be campaigning. Look, if you're just talking about pot smokers, somebody with a using usable amount, then that's one thing. We're talking about the pot dealers, dirty Mexican gangs. Picture on the sheet. Don't you think they Pretty want the money? Picture though? of the what? Don't you think they want the money that would come from legalization? They're going to lose the government people. They're, well, they're, the, the 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 ballot will be uh, passed if it if they no. What they want to do is they want to uh, continue their monopoly privilege on who gets to use it and who doesn't, and they're losing mm-hmm. that. The government cares more about power than they do about money. They can get money from anywhere. They can they only get power by taking it away from the people. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The federal government make you can make that claim that they care more about power than money because they can print it. But the California government's kind of tight on funds. Well, I, you know, we'll see what yeah, happens. But this is my prediction. It's true. I think. I I I think that money is an issue in a, in a place like California. Uh, they they they're constantly sort of lobbying the government, but they feel like in California they feel like they're not getting their fair share of federal government funds. Sure. Because their economy is a is a fairly big chunk of the United States economy. And uh, just from the sheer population and the m- amount of money made there and everything. And they feel like they're not getting the fair share of federal funds and things like that. So they're constantly sort of trying lot to lobby for some of that extra free money that the government that the federal government passes out. So it's, what the bill does, it's, it's theirs by right anyway. anyway. That was signed uh, yesterday was uh, it reduces simple possession from a misdemeanor to an infraction. Currently, small time pot possession is semi decriminalized in California. There's no possible jail sentence and a maximum one hundred dollar fine. But because possession is a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor: People caught with pot are arrested, even if that means that they're just served a notice to appear and they must appear before a court. That has happened to more than half a million Californians in the last decade and more than 60,000 in the last year alone. Every one of them required a court appearance, complete with judge and prosecutor. That costs the cash-strapped state money that it desperately needs. Under the bill signed uh, SB 1449, the pot possession will be treated like a traffic ticket. The fine will remain at $100, but there will be no arrest record. Uh, Schwarzenegger said he opposed decriminalization for personal use. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about what he, he had signed to say it? here, but he signed it. Uh, 800-259-9231. I've smoked plenty of marijuana, but you shouldn't be able to. He's, he's mm-hmm. been photoed, actually, with uh, marijuana in his hands. It's Free Talk Live. Videoed. 
Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and you'll find the features there are completely free. So head on over there. Enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com will get you there. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader can go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. It's Jurisdictionary.com. I got a uh, ticket, uh, I think it's been about 10 days or so now, and I am going to be using the Jurisdictionary method, uh, you know, revealed on the course here. It's really not a method. It's just teaching you how to get evidence and, uh, you know, motion the court and things like that. But I didn't know how to do that stuff before I took Jurisdictionary. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here. The news is uh, big news out of StopTheDrugWar.org from California, where the governor there, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has signed a bill that is actually going to decriminalize uh, pot possession. So apparently, according to uh, StopTheDrugWar.org, pot possession prior to this bill had been a $100 fine but required an arrest and a court appearance, which was, as the story points out, really harming uh, the, the state of California's budget. Well, I mean, talk about clogging the system. I mean, you, for, for such a small penalty, you can take it all to court and have, you know, it potentially... Have it go to jury. I don't know if they do it the same most way people as here. Probably aren't, most people probably aren't doing that, but still, they have to show up in court, and they're right. clogging up. And just, that's a, just even the fact that they have to go there and, and deal with that is unnecessary. And so they passed this bill to make it so that it's still a $100 fine, but there will be no arrest record. In a signing statement, Schwarzenegger said he opposed decriminalization for personal use and threw in a gratuitous jab at Proposition 19, the Tax and Regulate Marijuana Legalization Initiative, but that the state couldn't afford the status quo. He said, quote, I'm signing this measure because possession of less than an ounce of marijuana is an infraction in everything but name. And uh, according to the story, the only difference is that because it is a misdemeanor, criminal defendant (laughs) is entitled to a jury trial and a defense attorney. In this time of drastic budget cuts, prosecutors, defense attorneys, law enforcement, and the courts cannot afford to expend limited resources persecuting a crime that carries the same punishment as a traffic ticket. I'm not as good as uh, Wes Mm. Bertrand because he's actually lived out there, but... Uh, I'm not sure the ge- geography really has anything to do with a, an accent, but, yeah, but you uh, hear I, I it more often. I lived out one. there for eight years. You hear it more often. 
You want to give it your best shot there? No. No. All right. Uh, Governor Schwarzenegger deserves credit for preparing or for sparing, rather, the state's taxpayers the cost of prosecuting minor pot offenders, said California Normal Director Dale Grierger. Californians increasingly recognize that the war on marijuana is a waste of law enforcement resources. The law goes into effect January 1st. Even if Proposition 19 passes in November, it leaves in place misdemeanor charges for smoking in public or the presence of minors. Those misdemeanors will become infractions under the new state law. It's so, an infraction to smoke in the presence of a minor? Is that what they said? It will be. It would have been a misdemeanor uh, in the absence of this particular law. I see. You know, uh, Arnold, uh, along with along with like Ron Paul and some other things, Arnold was part of my path of becoming just completely disillusioned with politics. Why is that? Uh, you, have to, you have to look at my history of being a, a really active Republican for a while. You like, ran for office. Act. I ran for office. You I were was, the log I, cabin Republican. I was on the ballot. I won the primary by default because no one else ran in my district. Yeah, you won the primary. But it was a very calculated move. It was like, look, we've got to hurry and move on these districts. We need someone who lives in this district to run. Dale, will you run in your district? And I'm like, oh. I don't know if I want to do that. And they're like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to run. I mean, you don't have to work hard. Paper at candidate. Just, just do it. Just fill out the paperwork mm-hmm. and get on the ballot. And I'm like, uh, sure, okay, I can do that. And then I started thinking, well, I should use this as like a platform to talk about stuff, even though I can't win. It was like a heavily, heavily gerrymandered or gerrymandered, excuse me, gerrymandered district, uh, heavily Democrat. Could not win, not by any far stretch of the imagination. So I ran and everything. And part of the stuff that happened as, as part of this is that Arnold Schwarzenegger had just gotten elected governor, and we were all thrilled about this. Because you have to understand, when he won, he had this image as being this, like, uh, like a uh, Republican Liberty Caucus type of Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, sure. the, the idea of the socially liberal, fiscally conservative Republican, which is... About as close to libertarian leaning as you're going to get, you know, right. for a governor of California. It seemed like at the time. And then, uh, of course, it corrupted him. Politics corrupted him and everything. <laughs> but I just, we got invited up to go to classes and everything in Sacramento. Like candidate classes? Mm-hmm. And uh, now we had to, uh, we had to get there and all that stuff. But, uh, but, but other than that, they, they fed us and they, they, they gave us classes for free and all this stuff to, to prepare us for the, the you know, people, the who inevitable were, people who had won their, their <laughs> primaries, the Republican mm-hmm. primaries. So the Republican Party was priming us as best they could, you know, and we got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. We were in this little room. <gasps> yeah, it was really exciting at the time. <laughs> it's exciting. I, you, you, you know, can't... it was. And I'm embarrassed now how excited I was. You know, he is an so international cool film superstar. That, that time yeah, that we saw, yeah. the time that we, Ian, the time that we saw Joe Biden give that hilarious speech at the talk radio seminar, I've always felt a little... Hilarious? Good. Well, he he stood in front of the whole room while no one clapped with his arms up at, oh, at the okay. end. Right. It was so hilarious. It his fault that it was hilarious. <laughs> it was. It just amused me. And then and then what? He shook hands with people on the way out the door or whatever. And I've always had a you know kind of a warm feeling about the guy since then. I'd never vote for him for anything. <laughs> it's funny, I had the exact opposite reaction because here okay, here comes Arnold Schwarzenegger into this fairly small conference room in the state house, and I can't remember if it was like the Capitol building or whatever, but. Uh, uh, one of those important buildings in Sacramento, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in there, and he gives us this great pep talk. And then we go up one by one, we line up one by one, and we stand in front of the flags, the American flag and the Sacramento, or not Sacramento, but the California flag mm-hmm. with the bear on it. 
and we shake his hand and he and we smile for the camera and we get our picture taken. Mm. Um, but he, we had already been told we are not going to get those pictures unless he endorses us, and he's not going to endorse us unless we had a chance to win. So I will never get that picture. Uh, they are hoarding that picture, and uh, and it's, it's you know it's just that it was like wait a minute, slimy. That's slimy. you know, and you got to understand, I was an Arnold Schwarzenegger Republican. You know, again, again at the time he had this reputation of being this like liberty. Yeah. Very liberty, libertarian style sort of Republican. And so I was like right up his alley in terms of all my views and my stances and everything. And, and he slapped uh, you in the face. And I could not, not even... get an endorsement from him because it was, all, it was the political game. Did that sting? It Did didn't sting? sting. I wouldn't say it stung. It just. It was like it was just it was just reality smacking me in the face. This is what politics is about, and it was just like I was, you know. And I've always been something of an idealist. I was criticized in log cabin Republicans for being too idealistic, mm-hmm. you know, like like because you know because I had principles and I stood up for them no matter what. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and I would get, that just won't do. Yeah, no, not <laughs> acceptable in politics. Do. Principles are not, not allowed ex- in the yeah. major parties. So I, I just want to say, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you contributed significantly to me being an anarchist, hating politics, <laughs> and having absolutely no faith in the political process for achieving any kind of positive change. So, so thank you, Arnold. Thank, thank you, thank Arnold. You. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, you could share your stories if you've uh, been maybe in, in a similar situation where it was revealed to you just exactly how slimy the system was with these politicians uh, actually are. Because that's just, that's just a scummy well, thing, you know, man. What it was you take a picture with somebody, you don't let Their have excuse it. for it was that he was going to have to work and wheel and deal with whoever actually did win. Those are going to be the people he was trying to pass laws with mm. and make deals with and everything. And he wasn't going to – he wasn't going to – Spend his political, uh, like you know, I guess your his capital, your c- political capital on people that aren't, weren't going to win. It was like you, you know, then and then you you endorsed their opponents. So by just he just sort of like didn't endorse their opponents, which is it it, it's, it it doesn't mean anything because it's not like he obviously is not like he was a Republican and he was obviously. You know, if he endorsed a Republican, it's not like I don't know. It's almost well, like it does think, mean something because if um, the, if you don't win, that means you you could run next uh, the next term, and if you run the next term, some Republican could run against you, and so okay. he's then endorsed the Republican who didn't uh, who's who's going to lose or he doesn't like well, or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, no, not really, Mark. Because the reason I couldn't win was because I was in a district where a, any Republican in that case, couldn't win. You know. Republican Jesus could not have won in that district. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right, more coming up. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. 
freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a portion of the proceeds. Uh, whatever it is you are buying, it's dozens of categories. You know Amazon, though, the world's largest internet retailer, sell all kinds of stuff. You'll likely find what you're looking for there. You can even, in many cases, pick it up used, or if you're getting brand new, you'll likely get free Super Saver shipping. So uh, it's great deals and Free Talk Live benefits when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So before I came to the show this evening, I usually leave the house about uh, 6 p.m. Uh, my uh, wife was was making a little something for us to eat, and uh, I was sitting on the couch, and my son Jack brought up his Monkey See, Monkey Do baby reading kit uh, flashcards. He you know, likes to likes to go with him, um, go through them with my wife, and I think this is the first time I've uh, done it with him, with by myself. And he loves to go through these things. It's it's just flashcards that show that he's been taught by this monk, the baby reading kit, uh, the video, how to read, and he can read all of his colors and all of his shapes. And I mean shapes like octagon and colors like indigo. Um, he's now learning how to read his numbers, so he's uh, he he could read one, but that was really the only one of the uh, ten that he could read. <laughs> My wife made cards for him. It's baby reading. If you want your two and a half year old to be able to do this, babyreadingkit.com. It's for kids, you know, between the ages of as low as as low as three months and probably as old as four years old. It can teach them how to read. Babyreadingkit.com. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Uh, Chuck, listening in California. Chuck, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. How do you do, Dale and Mark? Um, I called you guys a few months ago, and I I talked about the single-plane left-right political spectrum, and you guys kind of, you know, poo-pooed the whole idea. The what? And you kind of, you know, discredited the concept of We we discredited a lot of things. What was it that we discredited? I'm sorry, I I didn't hear what you said. Political spectrum. Okay, so so that and, I see that we shouldn't uh, that that you think it's a, a good idea to describe oh, I think left and right. I, I think it's not only is it historical, it is a most valuable tool in our in our quiver. Okay, where would a libertarian uh, be on your left right political spectrum? It would be on the right. So if I if I want to I don't appreciate that. No. Right. I, I don't think I don't think that that's necessarily true. But it may it may be uh you know the anarchists well, sat I, on the left um in the uh the the French uh you know, yeah, parliament. Left and, you know, the terms no, left and right originally no, meant left meant anti-government no direct, and right. There this? is no direct line from the seating arrangement of 1789 yeah. to the left-right political spectrum. Okay. Uh, well, I, I just I'm trying to figure this out, and to me, uh, libertarian doesn't necessarily mean uh, right. I, I think that we the, uh, the United States should disband its military and get uh, and get out of the 700 plus military bases and 131 military bases around the world. And that is a right wing action. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that plenty yeah. of the people that would call themselves right wingers. Um, Listen, the majority I call of myself people. young and handsome. That doesn't make me young and handsome. <laughs> well, you could call you could call yourself right right wing, and it doesn't make you right wing either history go ahead. says it does all right well make it make and, the point and you what i was going to ask you to do tonight i was going to ask you if i could send you a little four page a bit of research that i've put together and and give you a chance to read it and call you back some other time and discuss some of the things that i've uh that i put in this four pages you can send whatever you'd like do you but want i e- mean will you read it yes i will read it okay so I'll let Mark summarize it for me. Do you want to email it to him? It's mark at freetalklive.com. Mark at freetalklive.com, yeah. yeah. What is the gist of uh, what you're sending? Well, uh, just to, as an example, uh, um, Murray Rothbard. Murray Rothbard said 
in a, a couple of articles that he wrote that he, that because of the the way the the left right political spectrum got its modern start in the 30s and the 40s, he called himself an extreme rightist. Okay. Now I know that over the years he changed his mind, but you know. I went to a museum in St. Louis a long time ago, and, and I saw this uh, suit of armor that looked like it was about five foot four. And uh, the, the tour guide said, well, yeah, they, they were much shorter back in that time. But, you know, left hasn't moved to right, not one simple degree. Okay, well, um, so left is still left and right is it, still right. This seems like exactly. an awfully silly argument over semantics. I mean, doesn't it? But the truth is, the truth of the matter is, everyone has different interpretations of what left and right means, and it's changed over the years. And 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 things like that. Why not leave it behind? You know? I agree with you, Dale. Why but, not just leave the whole concept behind and separate yourself from it? I've never tool. been inclined to describe myself it either is way. Such a valuable. How tool. is it valuable if people because interpret it, it differently? If I tell someone well, I'm an if, extreme if rightist, they're going to come up with all kinds of notions that are incorrect about me. If we could clear up the confusion and claim the right wing as no, meaning see, this an is advocate... The same, this is the same uh, the point that the people that want to save the term anarchist are all... Well, if we could just clear up what people think about the word anarchy, then, uh, you know, it'd be no problem getting out there yeah, and telling people we're anarchists. We don't have to clear it up. Anarchy has a meaning. You can go to the dictionary... And anarchy has a definition. It has a, a definition, meaning. but it also has a meaning to each individual that hears it, and that may, that meaning may not be what the actual definition of the word or, is. And, and you, what and you're saying the, is the same thing about the right wing. You're saying that you believe that it has a certain definition, and we're telling you that I don't know what the definition of right wing is. I don't think there is any. Who are we catering to here? The ignorant? Well, we, we have to. We have to uh, cast our. Uh, pearls before swine? Yes, you do. You know, because who who, the, somebody the, who doesn't the, know the meaning of anarchy? The political process is is such that uh, the swine have votes, and you must cast your pearls <laughs> in front of them if you wish to, to get their votes. Well, I would like to just... also point out that the libertarian movement, the liberty movement, um, is full of people who would have considered themselves on the left er- end of the paradigm. And if how would you convert them by saying, I'm a righty? Uh, that doesn't that doesn't well, speak history, to their soul. A lot of people history. came to it from the left, is what I mean, you mean. We're trying yeah. to we're trying to convince people that we should get rid of the Federal Reserve system. Why don't we just say, hey, since so, since everybody kind of likes the Federal Reserve system and accepts it, why why don't we just accept it and, and leave it alone? Uh, that's we not even close that. to the same point. It is uh, the no, same it's thing. Not the, but no. if you're trying to persuade someone, and right off the bat they see you as this extremist who has no views in line with theirs because you've described yourself as an extreme right wing, they're going to come up with all kinds of things that you're pro-war. Well, Whether it's true, they're going to come up with notions that you're pro-war, that you're for big corporations and big business and, and doing favors for big business well, and that when, you're pro-police term, and all kinds of crap. When I use the term... I I clarify what I mean by right wing because I do know there's a lot of confusion. Well, good if you, when you. I say if you right get an wing, opportunity, I, that's the difference between um, your situation and ours. Is when you tell someone you're right wing, likely you're standing in front of them. When I tell someone I'm right wing, no, no, I am on I, the radio with a half a million people listening, and they're going to decide whatever they decide because I can't figure out what they're going to be thinking. You can at least look in their eye and try to figure no, out no, what they're listen, thinking. I do a newsletter every week that goes out to 700 people in Orange County. It's a liberty-oriented newsletter, and I'm not speaking to them in front of their eye. What I say, when I say right-wing, 
I, I throw in a little disclaimer that says an advocate of less government. Well, whoopee-doo, it, that's what the right-wing people have been saying the whole time, that they advocate bigger government and they advocate no, no, less uh, no, 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 government. Smaller. No, less they say smaller government. government. They use the rhetoric of smaller government all the time, but then look what they actually do, and that's right. the problem. So you're aligning with the right-wing. And so you I, if you told me that, about, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be inclined to take that at face value because I've heard lots right. of well, big government Republicans in, say that. You don't sound, Chuck, you don't sound any different than any other Republican when you say that. Well, that's because... You're hearing it through the filter of your ears. I'm hearing it through the filter. But everybody Somebody... filters through their ears. Look, I've... I right. know, but I mean, once you know the history of the right wing... I don't have time for a history lesson if I'm having a conversation <laughs> with you, Chuck. If, I wanna, if I'm having a conversation with you in an elevator and you give me a 30-second elevator speech, you're not going to be able to fit it and all And it starts in off there. the right wing. You just slam the door shut. Yeah, I've heard Chuck, enough. Chuck, what do you call your newsletter? It's the Liberty Views Letter. Okay. That's cute, Chuck. Thanks for the call. Good luck uh, out there. Appreciate hearing from you. What were you going to say, Dale? Oh, I just, I, 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 I didn't, I, I guess it's not, you're not Chuck Moss. Ah, uh, he's gone now. Okay. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's just, it seems so futile. And as somebody who came to, now the three of us in this room here tonight did come to the liberty ideals from the so-called right wing. I mean, all of us at one time considered ourselves Republicans. I'm embarrassed about that now. I don't want to be associated with, uh, with that terminology. I know what the connotations of right wing are. And right wing means warmongering. Uh, it, it means uh, hate hatred it means people t- saying who are different. Low, it means saying low taxes and smaller government and acting and doing the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I would never associate myself with the right wing. That's why I'm always incensed when people uh, you know, suggest that the liberty movement is somehow a right wing movement. It's not at all. Please keep us away from any of those wings. I'm I don't want to be either of them. About my Republican participation in the past, I, I am. More sorry. coming up here. You take control. This is Free Talk Live Hour Two. Is next. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free as we kick off this second hour of the program. Go and enjoy the main feature of the site. actually allows you to create the content for the site. As you're surfing around the web, you find something that you think you want to share with our other listeners. You just submit it to freetalklive.com. And we've got a handy-dandy bookmarklet that makes it even easier than ever before. Uh, you can go and find out more information about that at freetalklive.com. And then uh, you submit it to the site. It'll pop up on this, uh, the upcoming stories queue. Other uh, listeners will then get to vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion, and you will get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning we are more likely to see and talk about it. And uh, I think I think the uh, yeah it was the story about the guy that was the good news story uh, about the guy that had his charges dropped for wiretapping for recording the police that was right off the front page of our website. So thanks to who, uh, whoever it was that submitted that over at freetalklive.com. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one in the studio tonight. It's Ian and Dale and Mark and Dale joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. You want some great liberty oriented cartoons? That's the place to go. Also the occasional. Comics. Uh, yeah. Car- well, what, what's the best comics? Term for it? Car- yeah, I guess comics. cartoon is animated, right? Sort yeah. of, or, or 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 it would be an, it would sort of imply a political cartoon, which is not really what I do. I no. I sort of started out with something kind of like political cartoons. Um, comic strip. It evolved I guess be, to a comic strip. Yeah, a comic yeah. strip would be the most accurate term because they're not. They're, well, sometimes and there's they're more coming soon because I've ordered a pen for the one that is malfunctioning. So sometimes they, there are a few that tie together, but usually it's just a encapsulated in one strip it's they're not uh consecutive no, not usually really well oh you mean as far as like having an ongoing story yeah, like like yeah ongoing they're, story they're fairly and yeah they're fairly um episodic and right. are not or one-offs one-offs will. yeah coming but, up uh dale you're going to share with us the six things that uh most people think they know about women that aren't true Right. We'll do that here in a little bit. Also take your phone calls at 800-259-9231. But first, according to the wireless blog over at techdirt.com, for many years we've questioned the wisdom of various distracted driving laws, such as bans on talking while driving or texting while driving. It's not, as some people have accused, that we think texting or using a mobile phone is a good idea while driving. We don't. In fact, it seems to go without saying that trying to hit a te- send a text message while driving is one of the dumbest things you can do. And I'm amazed that anyone even considers it. My concern has I've always... I've done it. I, 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 it's not a good idea. And I can tell you just the experience of having done it means that I'm not going to do it anymore. It's scary. Yeah, it's not a, I, I've, not a good idea. I've tried doing it um, more than once in the past, and I feel pretty silly about it now. I look back and go, yeah, I wasn't... You can't keep an eye on the road and do that crap. Mm. No, not even if you hold the phone up in the driver's, like in the windshield area. You still, that doesn't help very much. And yeah. uh, and it's not that important. <laughs> you, it, the, it, mex- the message will be there when you get to your destination. The, the, problem, the, the problem about it is it's going to go okay as long as nothing happens, you know, that might require your attention. It might. It's fairly likely to go okay. There's no. There's hardly any cars on the road, maybe, and so you'll get this false sense of security that this is an okay thing to do. But then something's going to happen. There's something's going to run out in front of the road, or someone's going to slam on their brakes in front of you, and you are not going to be ready for it. Bam. So therefore, we must outlaw this behavior because it's dangerous. It's uh, it's bad. So I can almost understand it, right? Well, that's the, the typical reaction of government to anything that is yeah. bad is that, well, let's just make it illegal and then that'll solve the problem. 
Oh, but unfortunately, they apparently are not aware of the law of unintended consequences. It says that when you do something that requires forcing other people to behave a certain way, when you pass a law, which is force, government is force, uh, there are always problems that are created as a result of that force being used on people. And sure enough, uh, according to the Tech, uh, Tech Dirt blog here, it now appears that we have evidence to prove or to support that the laws don't work. A new study has shown that state laws banning driving while texting have not reduced accidents and in some case in some cases may have even resulted in more accidents. Now, how is it that that could be? I have an answer. Go ahead. Let me hear. Um, if you're trying to text, because when I have texted, I, I recall having brought the, uh, the the device up to the top of the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And but you don't want to get caught now that it's illegal. Right. So looking, now you have to put it both, down and hide it and not look like you're texting, which right. is much more dangerous. So moving it down it. to your lap, and there you go. <laughs> yep. Especially now, now, who is more likely to be texting? Young people. Young people. And do young people have the skills that uh, older people tend to have as far as experience in driving? I don't know about skills. It's, it's the judgment. They're, they're not. Yeah, they're they they think they're immortal. They think they're going to live forever. Well, they generally don't and have the skill no, because they, they, don't they have haven't. The they yeah. don't have the experience. They haven't yeah. driven for as long as uh, somebody that's another decade. They've got the older. reaction time though. You know, I mean, fighter pilots. Are, I don't know what age they uh, they knock off a fighter pilot at, but I think it's something like thirty five or forty. Reaction time won't matter if you're not paying attention. Indeed, I'm just um, saying that you, you're talking yeah, about who has the older skill. people have had some near misses or some actual hit. You know, some hits, <laughs> and uh, they've been in accidents or they've had near misses and been scared crapless and. They uh, drive more defensively because of it. Or I, I'm speaking from personal experience because I'm an old fart myself. So. I frequently see these very liberty-oriented stories, by the way, over at this Tech Dirt blog. So the guy writing this, in this case, Mike Masnick, uh, definitely seems to get it uh, when it comes to unintended consequences. He even uses that term here in a moment. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, the studies show that young these younger drivers are holding their phones lower, and everybody that t- uh, texts, no matter their age, tends to hold their phones lower in, th- in their laps, for instance, to avoid detection, making it that much more difficult to control the car and to be aware of their surroundings. The study compared before and after stats in states that implemented texting while driving bans and then also compared the findings to neighboring states that didn't have such laws. Now, it seems like the classic case of politicians not understanding unintended consequences. Politicians just love to ban stuff, but they never take into account the actual response to those bans. And they just assume that if the law bans something, that people will stop doing it. Well, th- When's that, that ever happened? patently, obviously not true. Right. Uh, it's all over the place. All these um, illegal things are still happening, and the problems are usually made worse. Yep. That, and, is not uh, wor- that system does I don't know, not work. Yeah. At what point are people going to stop imagining that these, these government, that these violent solutions are not the, the silver bullet solution to all problems? Do they really believe, the politicians, do they really believe that passing a law stops people from doing those things, or do they just believe that if they pass this law that they can then use that to campaign oh well i'm the politician who passed the law to stop kids from uh, you know texting i think that they um i i think that they consider the behavior bad and bad behavior should be punished let's punish the bad behavior so they continue to do the action in an even less socially acceptable way, and that can put a lot more people in danger. The article quotes someone who makes the point I've been trying to make for years. Quote, the trouble is that texting and using a cell phone while driving is definitely hazardous. Nobody argues that. The danger in putting all the emphasis on laws is that it's being done to the exclusion of something else that would be more effective. 
So as TechDirt uh, says here, no one is arguing that texting while driving is a good thing, just that these laws aren't helping and may be making the problem worse. Instead of pretending that we live in a perfect world where if something is banned by law, people will stop doing it, why not focus on looking for solutions that actually make people safer? But I think you're onto something, Ian. The idea of like something they can campaign on, mm-hmm. a lot of what politicians are doing is they just need to look busy. And I think this is part of the reason why government always grows. You're not going to get a politician. What is a politician going to campaign on that they didn't do anything? That yeah. They, you know, I guess There's, you could you – know, in theory, if you could actually get a law – like if they could make laws go away, they could ca- campaign on that to small government people. But it's like it works typically Paul, politicians, but, they need to look busy. Right. The um, I I think that there's there's an epithet against a um a, legis- a legislative body the uh you know the the 199th Congress or whatever it was in Washington D.C. was called the the do nothing Congress. Bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> give me some more of that. <laughs> you know, most. I, but they were using it as an insult. This was. Yeah. This is a bad. They did a bad job because right. they did nothing. And they they're called lawmakers, so it's expected that this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed right. to figure out things we can ban and uh, behaviors to uh, reinforce with threats or to stop with threats and reinforce with whatever subsidies. It's horrible. Yeah, subsidies. There you go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Uh, so there's the news. Uh, so so texting bans are making the roads more dangerous. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. You know women aren't as aggressive? Women, it's this, not true. It's not the, okay, all right. We're going to get to the, uh, the six <laughs> things that people think they know about women that apparently are not true. According to Crack.com. Here in a moment, Dale will share those, but you're welcome to share your thoughts on whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features are free. We've got a lot of them there. Uh, News updates are one of our many features. You can go and get signed up to follow our various different updates methods. We've got the, you can send, we can send you emails. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. It's free, of course. News.freetalklive.com. And cam.freetalklive.com is uh, brought to you by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers offers uh, the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpex, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, memorydealers.com. All right, let's continue with your phone calls, and then coming up, the six things you... thought you knew that were true about women that apparently aren't uh we'll get to that in a moment but first sebastian is on the line in portugal sebastian you're on free talk live sebastian in portugal hey there hey sebastian i heard him for a moment hey you're on the air what's on your mind tonight 
Well, I wanted to talk about the, the NATO summits that we're hosting in Portugal in okay. November 19th and 20th. just have two news here, uh, which relates to the wonderful rise of statism. For all, they're already talking that the summit might become a target for Al-Qaeda and anarchists. Mm. And <laughs> you are supplying some AWOCs, those uh, you know, surveillance planes with the, the, with the weird radar. Yeah, the, 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 big, the big Boeings with what looks like a pie plate sitting on the top of the plane. Yep. Uh, but the, the, the most interesting bits are, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just paraphrase from the, and translate from the article here. The police wants to, uh, uh, well, wants to maximum security for the park of nations. That's the, uh, the place where the summit will be held. It was built uh, over 10 years ago for the world exhibit. And of course, all the world leaders, including Barack Obama will be present. So the, uh, this requires, you know, the limiting the circulation in all the area, you know, mm-hmm. ch- checking all the perimeters, setting up checkpoints. Yeah, it reminds me and of uh, uh, what they were doing at, out in, was it Toronto, where they had the G20 summit? Yeah, yeah. it was Toronto, where they just spent oh, just a boatload uh, well, of money. It says here that they're basing their strategy on Toronto. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to have, check this out, the special law regime, temporary, of course, which will allow to forbid manifestations and prevent any urban violence and basically kick out everyone, every foreigner that gets uppity. So I think they are going to suspend the, the Schengen space. So what? Suspend you're, the what? The European Union, what are they going to suspend? The, 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 the Schengen space. What is the that? It basically means that, it means that they'll, uh, they'll suspend your rights as a citizen from the, the Union, from mm-hmm. the European Union. I see. Sounds about right. Sounds they're typical. Also, they're also setting up a vast network of surveillance cameras to record images, uh, which will be automatically deleted some days afterwards. Sure, they so will. I guess you can. <laughs> and so all this—I don't know how much all all this will cost, but Lots. The, the public. The public security police has already been supplied with about $7 million to buy uh, APCs, you know, the same models that the Americans and the British are using in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, armored personnel for carriers. For crowd control. Mm. So, you know, I think I, I might go, and, might go in and check this out when it happens. I Just be careful. They'll, they'll have Wear a bulletproof vest. Yeah, bring a gas mask along while you're at it. And uh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be crazy. Yes. I can tell you that. And uh, thank you for calling in tonight with the story. I appreciate hearing from you. Good luck out there at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If it's anything like it was in Toronto, it's going to be bad. Yeah, you know, I I always wonder what good is it. I mean, this happens every time they have what one good of these is things. What? These well, every time there's a G twenty, there's a uh, you know NATO meeting. Uh, you know, some some place where uh, you know somebody doesn't agree. Especially the um, you know the, the more right wing type stuff. The lefties will come out for it. This is mm-hmm. it seems to be kind of lefty violence that that goes on at these events. And I just wonder, you know, what's the point? Have the G twenty nations said, oh well, crap? Look at all these guys wearing the masks out here. We better pack it up. Yeah. Uh, I think well, it, you know, maybe the message doesn't get to them and make them change policy, but maybe the message gets out to other people and recruits more people to, that something what bad is, the is going down. <laughs> well, there is no message. There are a bunch of different people there, right? Right. 
Well, I think maybe it just brings attention to the event that there sure are a does. lot of dissenters and that, that, that it's okay to dissent and that maybe it gets other people might, thinking about what's going on in more detail. Or something. It might tell them that, uh, that, the dissent, not that it's okay it. to beat dissenters because that's going <laughs> on too. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I definitely see where you're coming from, Mark, that it seems almost pointless like what are they what are they trying to accomplish of course if they came to keen i'd be out there protesting so yeah you know it, it's really an issue of how far are you willing to go and if this crap happened in new hampshire i'd be all over it I but see you, you me know too. to me to me there's uh, you know the promised land of liberty which is new hampshire and and we i, I aim it, to work towards that and anything any place else it just doesn't matter as much to me you could you, you can say right wing, but I mean, if some people, some powerful people, come together to start making radical decisions that will impact that will about how to control my life, then uh, yeah, I'm gonna have some issues with that. I might have something to say about it. I think Dale might be right in that uh, just reaching out to other people that might be around somehow influencing them, maybe pamphleting, that kind of thing, and just ex- doing what outreach. Are the other people doing uh, – so you're pamphleting to the other protesters? I don't know. Yeah, but that's useful, I would think. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Or whoever just happens to be in the area, if they, for whatever reason, want to be around all that stuff. Sometimes you have to be down there for business. Uh, you have to be in the area for what you normally do in life, and that makes things pretty difficult. So, oh, yeah. It makes it a disaster. Yeah. So uh, 800-259-9231. Let's continue. This call, David in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, David. What's on your mind hey, tonight? The decriminalization of weed over there in California. It's about time, Great but it news. ain't going to bring the price down, man. They got to make it like the home brew laws or something. Yeah, well, as long as it's still illegal to grow it uh, and illegal yeah. to distribute it, you're right. The prices are going to stay yeah, right where they it's are. it's a rip-off. That's all. It just proves that the government's <laughs> going to be ripping us off over there in California, man. That's all it proves. They're going to still charge uh, the street prices and... The, they're going to be growing it themselves now or something. Well, I don't know if the government's going to be growing it, but yeah, that's a good question is what is it going to be like when the when some government in the United States legalizes marijuana? What, will they actually add the amount of taxation to it that would essentially make it the same level of price that it's currently at in the black market? I mean, how could I, I have to be? wonder about that because even even just decriminalizing it as they have done now in Massachusetts and California, just even doing that, the it's going to take a lot of the the gas out of the engine of the marijuana drug war. You know that you can, as I understand it, cops but are already that just in, sets in up Massachusetts. More corruption, are, in Massachusetts, they're already just it's just no longer a priority, and yeah, so but, they're just not pursuing it to the degree they did because it's just a hundred dollar fine that people don't pay. That's true, Dale. But it's still they're still going after the dealers, and as long as the yeah. dealers are being targeted, the dealers are going to want to make a good amount of money for we doing. Got to make it like the. Brew, like home brew laws. Where it's legal for you to grow it and, and sell it and, and things like that. David, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I agree. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, including listening options. You can tune into our live streams there and listen to Free Talk Live Around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live airs until the new one is created, and then that one airs, and so on and so forth. So you can go over to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in there. Also, learn about our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live. Uh, So go to listen.freetalklive.com. Listening options brought to you by qualityrental.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, 800-259-9231. By the way, that to- uh, telephone line is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three comp- companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. All right. We're going to continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. And then still to come, the six things that you thought you knew about women that aren't true, uh, at least according to crack.com, as uh, Dale will present that in moments. But first, Mark is on the line in South Carolina. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, how you doing, bud? Just great, Mark. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, I was looking for jobs uh, the other day on the Internet. And that just happened to be in Arizona. I think it was uh, Career Builders. And I noticed an ad, and they're looking for intelligence people for uh, uh, doing individually based targeting and, uh, and uh, insurgent networking. And, it's, huh. and they're conducting training in global war on terror, and they had to have experience in either Iraq or Afghanistan. And uh, and it also mentioned at the brigade and battalion level, S2S, and it goes on, you know, talking about residential, non-residential uh, targeting. And, uh, and, you know, it just looks like they're gearing up, you know, to come down on the militias. In, uh, In Arizona? Well. And you're, they, you're, you're, wait a minute, you're speculating on that based on the, that you saw a newspaper ad or you saw an, an no, online I was ad? on the Online. Yeah, it was a career builders, a, a job opening, and uh, it was Sarah Vista, Arizona, and the main company is in Tampa, Florida, and it said it had interest in Arizona, Nebraska, Hawaii, and uh, Kansas, and Washington, D.C., and uh, so, so apparently, you know, they're gearing up, you know, to go against the militias. How, where country. do you get that from? I'm just curious. What what uh, what wordage in the ad makes you think that they're gearing up for going against militias? I'm just curious. Well, I wrote it down, if you'd like me to read it. It said, candidates will be part of an advanced team of intelligence professionals whose mission is to instruct brigade and battalion S2S and intelligence processes. Candidate will conduct training in global war on terror centric intelligence programs to include but not to not limited to personality based targeting and insurgent networks. Candidates will require working knowledge of currently deployed intelligence systems such as DS GS dash A it sounds it sounds a little in, you know intimidating. It's scary. <laughs> it sounds scary, no doubt about it. But I, right. 
There's no way you can really jump to the conclusion that this is specifically going to be targeting uh, so-called militias. It's not. Right? It's not for anything good, though. No, it doesn't sound good. I, I agree with that. Well, no, it don't. And uh, apparently, they just need people that's had experience in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm. So now, if they're doing this here, you know, this training here, uh, I mean, where else could it be? You know. Well, and you know, about, I don't they're know. They're talking you, about interrogation. Sir? They're talking about. Yeah, certainly militias are going to be as far as them going after so-called domestic terrorists. You can right. you can believe that the militias will be targeted, um, right. but they may also just target people that are uh, consider themselves sovereign. Uh, they may target well, other folks that politi- are political protesters. Yeah, po- right, exactly. I mean, that- we've seen them go after people in the peace movement. Uh, we was right. it? Didn't they just raid the FBI? Didn't they just raid the homes of anti-war activists yeah. in New Hampshire yeah. and other places? Yeah, there's a there's a huge controversial set of trials going on for this group they call the RNC8, where I believe they they protested at the Republican National Convention and they were having planning sessions in in a, in a house for peace demonstrations, and that somehow got them targeted and raided and arrested and ongoing trials and it's just a travesty. Thanks for uh, calling in tonight. Appreciate hearing from okay. you. Yep, thank you. 800-259-9231. Uh, I mean, clearly they are interested in catching the so-called domestic terrorists, and of course that gives them the excuse to uh, increase the amount of, say, military activity that you see here in the United States. We There have been stories about how they've been working on getting rid of things like posse comitatus, which is this, uh, you know, this prohibition supposedly on using the military for policing purposes. Some would say that was already wiped out back in the 2006 Military Commissions Act, if I'm recalling correctly. But there's just so much uh, legislation; it's it's hard to keep track of. It all seems part of this massive propaganda campaign to make the war palatable to people, and part of that means being very, very aggressively pro-war. And very, very aggressively marketing the war as this absolute essential violence that must happen or we are doomed. We will be doomed. And if you are not supporting the war, then you're against America. That's that's the, that's, that's the, the propaganda. That's the propaganda. If you, 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 either you support our troops or you don't. Or you're a bad person. and Or you I, support the government or you're a bad person. Yeah, I, right? just, I, I just don't understand, but... What are you going to do? It's 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 it does seem like it, the, the, their propaganda is working to some extent that uh, you've got to you got to support the troops. Well, you know, I, I'm not looking for the troops to get hurt. As far as I'm concerned, they're, uh, you know, unwitting dupes in, in a in a criminal uh, situation. I yeah, feel I as support bad for them, them. I as want I do them anybody back else. Back home with their families as soon as possible. I support support them very, very much. Yeah, I, I support them back with their families and not dead. And not killing other people either. I support the ones that have refused to fight. I support those. I especially support those. Yeah, the ones that have said, I'm not going. I support those troops because they're doing the right thing. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Despite all of the the news stories, at least so far, about uh, the federal government ramping up its efforts to investigate or target the so-called domestic terrorists, uh, and we've seen the, I guess they've had paperwork coming out, brochures, federal informational brochures that have been given to police departments saying that, you know, if uh, if somebody pulls out a constitution, then they're, you know, a possible terrorist. Yeah. And, uh, all kinds of stuff. The that, MIAC that, report. Right. That makes it look like the people, like people that would be in the liberty movement, perhaps, would be considered terrorists by the, uh, the U.S. federal government. And there has been all of this kind of scary, ominous stuff. 
luckily there ha- did, hasn't seemed to have been at least too much action surrounding that, right? They, I mean, we haven't heard Hopefully about. Hopefully, you won't be able to. Uh, you know, ten five years from now, you won't be able to put the connect the dots and say this is how this happened, and uh, then you know point to some horrible thing that happened and say, well, look, first there was the Mayak report, first there was the... And then, You're you saying know, hopefully you won't be able to? Hopefully you won't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that we haven't seen that, right? We haven't seen people being rounded up. Uh, we haven't seen the, the leaders of the various different liberty communities out there being, you know, snatched away. Uh, so luckily that stuff hasn't uh, gone on. And if it has, it certainly hasn't made it to our ears yet. And we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, that it doesn't. Because well, what can you I do? Think, I think it helps. Uh, we're, we're we're doing do it using the best defense against that possible, which is being extremely open, extremely public about everything we do, and peaceful, and very yes, and and, and you know, and and pr- being very visible and. Exactly. There's there's lots of people that see everything that's going on. It's all strictly peaceful. That's very important. At least within and, our movement, I can't speak for the right. rest of the people calling themselves Well, and if someone is oriented. not peaceful, then I'm I'm going to ostracize them. They're not going to. I'm not going to have anything to do with them. You know. And I think that's the best defense against that. Uh, you know, nothing secretive. Not holding up in a compound someone and doing secret planning. Uh, being out in the open, public about everything, completely peaceful. And if they want to do anything, they're gonna. It's gonna be visible, and it's right. gonna be. See, everyone's gonna know about it. It's because not gonna be secret disappearing, and you know. There like right. There have only been uh, a handful of these busts of so-called domestic terrorists. We talked about one the other uh, the other night on the show about the guy in Chicago that was busted for putting what he thought was a bomb in a trash can outside of a concert. He was totally set up by the feds and encouraged by the feds uh, in order to do that. So if you aren't prone to violence and you're not prone to being influenced by people that are suggesting violence. You should be okay, at least at this point. 800-259-9231, and I agree with you, Dale. If somebody shows up in your movement and starts talking about violence, try to talk them out of it and then ostracize them if they don't stop. Now, I'm not here to tell you the verbal surgery changed my life. I'm not here to tell you that because it didn't change. Well, it might have changed my life a little bit because verbal surgery is a very powerful thing, very powerful thing, you see, my friends, because when you listen to verbal surgery, that podcast, it kind of gets under your skin. You just don't know quite where it's coming from, but you feel better. You feel kind of tingly and happy all over because this podcast is something special. I'm telling you, special, don't you know? So get on over there to verbalsurgery.com, friend. on your mind and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Hey, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You're going to find a lot of features there. Now, if you like the show and you like the website being free, then maybe you want to send us some money on a voluntary basis. You can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com with any major credit card, PayPal. Alternative options are available as well, and you get perks like access to the amp-only podcast, which doesn't have the commercials you normally hear in our regular podcast. You'll also get access to the AMP-only call-in lines and the AMP-only forum and more. Go get signed up. Learn the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That money, by the way, is not given out in paychecks. It's taken in and reinvested into the show. Uh, We're going to use some of it to go to Los Angeles in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, actually, in two weeks from tonight, we will not be on the air, and Dale will be in charge of uh, that Friday show. 
Oh, man. Dale is going to be on uh, the, the real radio and as the head of the show on that Friday night. I think Sam's going to be heading up the Thursday night show, and we're going to get Gardner Goldsmith over here for uh, for that Saturday. So we're going to be out well, for I've, three days. I've made it through a few Sundays without breaking anything too badly, so <laughs> I think we'll be okay, but it'll yeah. be interesting. So, yeah, we have to teach you how to work the dump machine, too. Oh, that's right. Gonna that's be li- another thing you're going to be live! I haven't had to dump anyone up to now. So uh, that's going to be fun, and so you know the show will continue in our absence. We're going to be in Los Angeles for a talk radio convention. We haven't been out on the West Coast in a few years. I think the last time was 2007, Mark. Is that so? Okay. Uh, that, that we were out there, and uh, I really don't miss it. I don't miss getting on airplanes and dealing with the TSA. Well, the, the, just the the whole, the whole nice. thing. Of it, the, the, LA the con- was kind of nice. Well, I, the, the convention, the, the the things we saw after the convention were fun, but I mean, being yeah. holed up in a convention for three days, uh, you know, in a hotel for three days is it, it's it's not exactly high times. No, <laughs> no, but it's good for us though. It's good for yeah, the show it's, because it's what we, needs to be done. We, uh, you know, we you got to be seen. It's it's really these radio conventions are like a who's who essentially of the talk radio world and the talk radio world is an incredibly small little world and so if you if you are seen then you are part of it and if yes. you aren't then you aren't indeed uh, and so being there is important and so we're going to go out and, and do that uh, and so thank you to our free talk live amplifiers for making that possible because if it weren't for you guys uh, i don't know if we'd really be able to afford uh you know what it takes to to go out there it'd be, it'd be hard to make that commitment yeah it would it would because be. it costs you know four figures uh to you're, be able to right i mean we've got other things that we're doing with the money that we're earning from the sales on the show right. and uh you know you're still paying actual off paychecks debts and things like that sure and it's hard to justify spending up to what maybe a couple grand to go out and, and do this and basically schmooze uh, with the industry uh, bigwigs. But it makes a difference. Uh, we're going to go out there, and one of our affiliates, uh, program director of our Huntsville affiliate, has uh, said he's going to be out there. So it's important to uh, to make those connections and to, and to talk to folks. And, and it's to the point now where when we're going to these things, people actually come talk to us, Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, we're, we're old hat now. I, don't, I wouldn't say we're veterans quite yet of these conventions, but we've been there often enough to where people would recognize us and, uh, and at least have some You're either some a veteran or you're about. not, though. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a mid-level? I would say we're mid-level. Yeah. What, what is the mid-level? Maybe five years. You got to go. I think hey, I'm a veteran years. of the Navy, and I was only in two years. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks to our amplifiers for making that possible, and we do industry industry advertising as well, and uh, and other things, and also just kind of internet advertising to bring regular internet listeners on board. So it's not all about recruiting radio stations. The AMP program is just in general about getting Free Talk Live into more ears, however we can. So thank you again. Amp.freetalklive.com. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL. CAI toll-free line. Still much to discuss here tonight. Uh, by the way, if you got uh, STDs, uh, you got an STD while you were in Guatemala at any point uh, in your life, well, you may be able to thank the United States federal government. Uh, coming <laughs> quite up, a story behind that uh, STD in Gu- Guatemala City there. Yeah, it's uh, according to MSNBC, the United States government. Now, this is really unusual that... Because normally when you work for the government, you don't have to say you're sorry. Well, the government, uh, they don't, the people that did it aren't saying they're sorry. That's true. <laughs> but the U.S. government medical researchers intentionally, uh, that intentionally infected hundreds of people in Guatemala, including institutionalized mental patients with gonorrhea and syphilis. <laughs> That's real nice. Without their knowledge or permission more than 60 years ago, uh, those folks, oh, I guess, yeah, they, they themselves have not apologized. But many of those infected were encouraged to pass the infection on to others as part of the study. About one-third of those who were infected never got adequate treatment. 
on Friday, Secretary of State uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, if they get, were in te- intentionally infected, you wouldn't think they'd get adequate treatment, right? And I mean, that stands to reason. Health and Human Services Director offered extensive apologies for the actions taken by the U.S. Public Health Service. Sexually transmitted disease inoculation study conducted in the 1940s in Guatemala was clearly unethical, according to the joint statement. Although these events occurred more than 64 years ago, we are outraged that such reprehensible research could have occurred under the guise of public health. We deeply regret that it happened, and we apologize to all the individuals who were affected by such abhorrent research practices. This was 60 years ago, so however many of those individuals, I don't know what the average age is in Guatemala, but odds are good they weren't infecting four-year-olds. So the folks they were infecting were probably already adults at that time, which means that they're you know in their 80s today, if they're still alive in Guatemala. Yeah, I'd say that most of them are probably dead. Seems like a fair... uh Guess. So the apology kind of falls on uh, dead ears in many cases, and, and it's very. It, this is probably just the tip of the iceberg, don't you think? As far as some of the sick, weird experiments, I mean, we've we exposing the shanker that is, uh, you know, sexual activity research here in Guatemala. Didn't they? And, and I don't remember which uh, which government did this, but didn't didn't we hear at one point that they'd done uh, eugenics experiments as well, and, and basically. Uh, that was in Canada, that was the one that we read. But eugenics was relatively common in the early part of uh, the 20th century, these eugenics mm-hmm. ex- experiments and things. They considered certain ethnic groups and, and people to be more expendable than others. Yeah, and didn't they also uh, – was, the was it the federal government? I, and I'm sorry I'm so uh, foggy on this. If you can clear, clear up some of these incidents, I'd like to, to hear from you. But wasn't there one story about them targeting black women? Uh, like poor black women, like welfare moms or something like that, and, and essentially just giving them hysterectomies or something like that, making it so, like forcing some sort of a uh, forced birth control. Yeah, forcing like birth like permanent sterilization yeah. on these people. It doesn't sound uh, unbelievable to me, but I'm not I, familiar I with story. that story. But I, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the what is it the, the Tuskegee experiments or whatever black men uh, being what in, they were infected with sexual diseases in the United States. Oh man! And uh, just let to see. Well, what happens? Right. I mean, these are the same people <laughs> that dropped nuclear weapons and tested those out on people. Oh yeah, we're just going to drop some nuclear weapons here and just see how it see how it affects the people in the nearby towns out in uh, Nevada. Mm. Right. I, it's mm. scary stuff. Yeah. So I mean, the idea that and the, some military personnel are watching even closer from you know they're standing too. behind. Like blocks, glass doors, or things like that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, So, I mean, okay, it's nice that the U.S. government people are saying now, sixty plus years later, that this was a bad idea. Oh, sorry about that. Was abhorrent, but but if you confess to a murder, you're still going to prison for the rest of your life. You know, if you're not the government. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not the government. <laughs> right. It's, it's convenient that they wait until likely the people who conducted the experiments, the experiments are dead. Are dead. For sure. And, uh, you know, then they, then they start their uh, mea culpas. Yep. I, I, you know, color me unconvinced. Uh, so there you have it. I mean, there, there's more here where they just start talking about how uh, they're, they're so such close friends with uh, the people of Guatemala are our close friends and neighbors in the Americas, says the government statement. As we move forward to better understanding this appalling event, we reaffirm the importance of our relationship with Guatemala and our respect for the Guatemalan people, as well as our commitment to the highest standards of ethics in medical research. We have changed now. The government today isn't the government that it was back now then. Now we're ethical. Right. Look how much we care. U.S. government now with extra ethics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Twenty percent more ethics. What is it um, that the estimations can go as high as uh, nine out of every ten people killed in Afghanistan right now are civilians that had nothing to do with this war? But mm. the United States now with extra ethics. Right. We're sorry for kill for uh, infecting those Guatemalans with STDs sixty years ago, but at it's the time no we considered them subhuman and worthy of being experimented on. And of course, that's how we feel about the people in Afghanistan right now. They're just dirty towelheads. Right. That's pretty much their position. Right. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you. So if you ever picked up an STD in Guatemala, now you might know where it came from. 800-259-9231. And you must ask yourself, what else have these people done? What else have they done that hasn't come out? What else is still classified? What are they doing right now? I mean, we know about the murdering of people in Afghanistan. Uh, and look at, is it Bradley Manning? Is he the uh, the leak yes. Yes. source? And uh, look at that, and and that wasn't supposed to get out. Things like that. I mean, there's a lot that's you know just it gets out eventually, and then we real we find out about it. But how, there's got to be a ton that's the, not the stuff that's out. out. A lot of people choose choose not to believe because well, it was leaked. It's oh, not true. We need <laughs> government. We need the federal government to keep us safe. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Coming up, the six things you thought you knew about women, but apparently are not true. Dale will, show, will uh, share those with us. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. John Dennis, an accomplished businessman and entrepreneur, has been a pro-liberty Republican for a quarter century. He's the new face of a new Republican Party, and he's running for congressman of California's 8th District. I'm John Dennis, and I support drastically cutting both taxes and spending, which will help repair our devastated economy. Abolishing spendthrift governmental money pits that fail to produce the desired results. Bringing our troops home to defend our country, not policing other countries around the world. And a return to personal responsibility self-ownership, and freedom of choice for all Americans. Something John doesn't approve of? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it's time for the Wicked Witch of the West to go away. Wipe the slate clean in California's 8th District in Washington in one blow. Contribute to the John Dennis for 2010 campaign at johndennis2010.com. I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. The program is Free Talk Live. You are allowed to... Call in and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Dale is joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. Our number again, 800-259-9231. And Dale, you brought something in to share tonight about uh, women. And, of course, we don't actually have a woman sitting in on the show tonight, which would make this a little bit more interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, I still think uh, it should be maybe a little eye-opener. Uh, well, maybe com. some women would like to call in when they hear some of this. So this is a myth about women. That would be lovely. I would love to have uh, some of our lady listeners comment here on this at 800-259-9231. So it's the six things. Six things everyone knows about women that aren't true. Let's have it. So we previously pointed out how some crude, absurd gender stereotypes are in fact proven true by science. But in the interest of not letting 60s sitcoms have the last word on the differences between men and women, uh, we should point out how many things everyone knows about women just plain aren't true, according to science. Like 
Number six, women aren't as aggressive. Hmm. Remember that nursery rhyme about what little girls and little boys are made of? Boys are made of errant amphibians, mollusks, and puppy parts, while girls are made of sugar and spice and all this nice. It'd be adorable if it didn't also sum up gender expectations for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is interesting because um, uh, I, I, I recently heard Stefan Molyneux interview a woman who wrote a book about this. I can't remember the woman's name, unfortunately, but uh, she wrote a book about how much we train boys and girls to be boys and girls. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's, it's innate. We don't even realize we're doing it, but, it's, but if you study it objectively, it, it becomes very obvious. So, sure. Um, boys like blue, mm-hmm. girls like pink. Well, I think that when you're you're dealing with baby situations, a lot of times you're dealing with ba- people can't tell the gender of the child. If you dress your gi- t- child in green, it makes it difficult. What well, should it matter though? Well, oh, that's kind of, oh, kind of the what point. a cute little baby. <laughs> you, you know, so, well, you know, they, people people naturally want to be able to identify the gender of the child. People that don't know yeah. the child, and it's the the pink and the blue but is a way to identify th- for people. This is how you can identify what the gender. But of my you, child is. you realize you're putting a whole lot of emphasis on gender as being this crucially important thing. And you don't if think in it fact is? it's not as as if it's not as innate as people think it is, which seems to be increasingly more and more evidence that there's not as nearly as much innate gender differences. I'm not saying there aren't any, mm-hmm. but it's like nowhere near what people think it is, and that so much of it is implanted into them. How much are you? How much are you forcing an identity on your child that's not the real them? I mean, how much are you letting them grow into who they are motivated internally to be and and choosing to be versus what? Is just pressure expectations on them to be a certain thing. You so, know, I, I'm not question. really looking to uh, turn my child into some kind of uh, gender, uh, you know, equality activist. I'm, well, I'm really I, just trying I to don't think that's something the, I don't think else that's altogether. Point. That's yeah. just that, I'm not talking about that. But you're not. You know, we're, we're sort of. You no, know. I think this is a worthy. This is a worthy yeah, conversation. Uh, I don't think that's what Dale's suggesting. He's just. I think the suggestion is that by, uh, by you know, kind of uh, steeping a boy in all these traditionally boy things. That you you know you might not be allowing him to grow in the way that he might otherwise if he if he weren't being I mean, directed what in a certain way creative whatever that that your child might have that won't be discovered that might be stifled because they're being pushed in a certain direction or whatever versus what they you know what they are naturally passionate what, about who knows what they'll uh, discover by being pushed in that direction well but being pushed somewhere versus going where your natural inclinations take you is that, you know if you have if you have sometimes I, I personally your, believe your that you good are, I think a lot of what makes you really good at something if you look at someone who's really good at playing an instrument or maybe math or a certain field of study or whatever they're good at it because they're passionate about it and oh, they're I willing passion, to do sure. and they and they can focus on that subject really really well and not get bored because they enjoy it and they can absorb it and then get better and better at it so so a natural passion, fostering someone's natural passion, I think there's something about libertarianism that goes beyond the political non-aggression principle and all that. But there's a there's a side of it, almost a spiritual side of it, which is allowing people to be themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to that when you talk about gender stereotypes and what we expect of people. So, you know. So um, when we grow up, women are more likely to be penalized for displaying too much aggression, while men are rewarded for the exact same behavior. Now, they have a picture of a hockey game, <laughs> so, uh, and it says sometimes with millions of dollars. <laughs> so when actually women might be the more aggressive of the genders. Researchers found that when you – and everyone knows that everything in Cracked is factual, right? There's no disputing anything in Cracked. <laughs> I love Cracked. It, 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 it amuses stories. me, you know, if nothing else. If it's on the internet, it's, just, it's it must true, be true, especially if it's on Cracked. So anyway, researchers found that when you de-individuate a person, 
or place the person in a situation where he or she doesn't have an individual identity. So like shaving their head, uh, putting them in a the uniform. The same. Yeah, yeah. Not, um, exactly. Aggressive attitudes are amplified. This makes sense. It's probably why Marines are required to wear the same uniform and mm-hmm. hipsters are such wusses. Well, <laughs> they tested this in the lab by having men and women play an interactive video game that required killing other players by dropping bombs on them. They found that under normal circumstances, men dropped far more bombs than women. But in the de-individuated groups, women out-attack the men every time. Hmm. So what does an average an of about five more bombs mean? dropped per session. So what does this individuated group mean? Does that mean Just that the, the folks the char- wearing what they would normally wear or I think being it's there? Where you have an individual identity in so the game. Maybe they made, you know. they made it like a, uh, an avatar for you that looks it like did, you. It didn't go into details. I'm assuming minute, that I'm something sorry, like th- that, though. I thought they actually made the human beings look like the actual people that were participating in the study. Like uh, they shaved their they, heads uh, and they made them... Well, they say they the tested this in a lab by having men and women play an interactive video game that required killing other players by dropping bombs on them. They right. found that under normal circumstances, men dropped more bombs than women, but in de-individuated groups, women out attack the men every time. Yeah, I don't think that has to do with the, the character in the game. I it think might. It has to do I don't know with, for sure, though. I don't know if the they were person. even in the same room, or maybe they were in the same room and, hmm. and they were all in uniforms, or the, I don't know. I think it has to do with the, the icon. It could be they mixed up the men and women and and made it, you know, could, maybe they mixed up the men and women, but the games were keeping up with who was dropping the most bombs and so forth. Very you know? interested to know more about that. That's fascinating, though. Uh, putting people, particularly women, in a situation where they are anonymous and don't have to conform to societal expectations is very powerful psychologically. And by very powerful, we mean it turns them into an unfeeling murder machine. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, this, I found like three grammar mistakes in this thing and, and have corrected them as I'm reading. Thank so, you for that. I appreciate um, it. You know, Crack should hire me to find this stuff. I don't know. Um, you know, my wife... I'm doing uh, it on we're, the fly, so... Yeah. <laughs> when, we're, when we're watching uh, movies and things like that, television, um, you know, we'll rent series and stuff from the, the rental store. Uh, we don't actually have TV coming to the house. <laughs> but, you know, and when we're watching... She, often her solution to these these problems will be kill him, kill him. God, he's gonna get back up. Kill him. And you know, like, geez, it's lady. funny because you know, part I think it's part of my part of the the res- results of my going to, Qu- to Quaker meetings every week and and focusing on that on a regular basis every week. I look at everything differently. I can I, I watch so many shows and movies and everything, and I'm just I'm just watching the decisions they make and going, ah, oh, what. How, how can you react that way? <laughs> that's, a, that's not. That's totally not appropriate. It's, you know? it, it, it must. I'll bet you there aren't a lot of Quaker fiction writers, and um, the reason is, is oh, because man. violence is a. Uh, it's 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 an incredibly powerful storytelling tool. Um, well, and a it story sells. absolutely requires conflict. Now, it doesn't have to be violent and conflict. Certainly, yeah. And so that makes for an interesting challenge. But um, it, it, definitely, a story has to has con- has to have conflict. If you're writing fiction. Something has. It can be two people having a relationship arguments or whatever, you know, issues with their relationship. But there has to be conflict. There has to be something that needs to get resolved by the end or maybe not resolved, you know, but whatever. It needs to be you need to go through it feeling like this might get resolved or something's going to happen. And, you know, so according to uh, Johnson, he's refusing to call in to uh, get into detail about this. But he says he's read uh, more about the particular study you were discussing earlier. Oh, mm-hmm. And that I guess in the match where they were de-individuated, it was simply that they did not identify the gender of the players in that. Uh, so they just put a helmet match. on the, uh, the the assault trooper um, that was you know in the video Interesting. game. Yeah. So then the women can impersonate men in the game. 
They could pretend to be a man. And well, I don't know that they are, necessarily would. I mean, you know, if you put a put a helmet on an assault trooper, you you could probably hide a man in there, a woman in there, pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, and it's video games. So. We'll get to some more of the differences, uh, or rather, excuse me, the coming six. up is horniness. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. definitely get to that. Uh, the the six things that people think they know about women that are not necessarily true, and according to science, uh, at least according to Crack. dot com, right? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It always <laughs> sounds believable to me. I, I like their stuff. Yeah. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, especially want to hear from the ladies out there tonight. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. is free talk live you can bring up what you want just dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 800-259-9231 you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features you'll find on our website uh, we've got stuff like our webcam you can watch listen and interact you've got the chat room built into the same page as the webcam and it's all for free so head on over to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy that that's cam.freetalklive.com from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you may have ever imagined possible when you move to new hampshire as part of the free state project learn more at freestateproject.org again that's free state project.org uh, just today one of our friends lauren canario one of my heroes uh, has gone off to jail again and uh, was for the the trespass the trespassive 12 event where dale and myself and another uh, 10 folks including lauren were arrested out of the jail for the horrific crime of walking around the jail and waving at the inmates uh, that was what we were arrested for, even though we'd done it many a time in the past at the old jail. They built and a, even though there were no signs saying specifically you can go here but not over here or anything yeah. like that. We uh, were all nothing convicted. saying you couldn't go around the building. Yep, all of us were convicted after a trial in which they, they the judge, the man in the robe, admitted uh, that he could not actually find us guilty of the misdemeanor charge because it couldn't be proven that we were actually adequately communicated to that we needed to leave. Because the Which only is what the trespassing signs say. Right. No trespassing. If you're asked to leave, you're you can be leave, charged with trespassing. And you don't leave, you can be charged with trespassing. So right. he agreed that it was not proven beyond a reasonable doubt and then made us guilty of a lesser charge anyway. Yeah, found us guilty of trespassing as a violation level charge, which requires that you have to know you're not supposed to be somewhere. And when we tried to bring up in court, or when I tried, one of the points I tried to make was right, that we, You didn't even get to argue, argue that. You right. weren't charged with that. I wasn't allowed and to bring up that defense. And then at the end of it, at sentence essentially he finds you guilty of something that you weren't uh, you weren't on trial against. for right. Right. Uh, the, the 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 thing we were charged with very specifically went into detail saying you were asked to leave and you didn't right that and, was what and that's were... that was the charge and we we were not even given an opportunity to argue whether or not we were knew we were supposed to be there or not right yeah 
So it's the whole thing is a scam. It's a sham. And a railroading. Right. Dale and I are All trying four of to, us were in trial together. We were mer- Our trials were merged. I'm not sure if that but hurt us or helped us. Without, though, without your consent. Us. Well, there's times when I felt like it impeded my uh, trial. Yeah. I, don't, I think everyone had to decide for themselves. And I think in some cases, for instance, Lauren had a point to make uh, in her in her case, for instance, and she started to say, could you show the video at so-and-so point while a certain witness was up? And I remember thinking, I want to ask him some questions before any more video is shown, because I don't want to jog his mm-hmm. memory. I want to back him into a corner and show that he didn't really know when he gave the commands and things, and they were sitting there jogging his memory with the, vi- vi- his memory with the video, but Lauren got to make her questions before me, and so, so I felt that that hurt your, my case, but I didn't, you know, and... Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, we were all convicted, and Lauren uh, was one of two who did not decide to appeal. Dale, you and I are going through this appeals process, which I don't really have much faith in, uh, but at the very least will put me out from having to go to jail for another four weeks. It so gives a little of, more time, and, yeah. and we can at least make the case and make that make our arguments public, at least. Yeah. And then, then, look, they decline these arguments, which are very good arguments, and it will be very public. So I think that's good. Lauren decided to go to jail, though. She uh, decided she was just going to go for the 12 days, and uh, and we went and saw her off today. And I don't blame her for not wanting to play their game. Oh, I don't either. 12 days is a heck of a lot less than 26 or something that you're looking at? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Because I said the words, uh, when the judge uh, asked me, can you uh, pay this fine? I said, I don't pay fines to criminal organizations, and that's when the fine doubled from $500 to $1,000. Don't be honest in the courtroom. Don't be honest there. Um, <laughs> Apparently, that's 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 the message. The message is you can't, you know, you shouldn't speak your mind honestly. When that's absolutely your honest feeling. Yeah, you shall I not know hurt that's, the that's feelings. That's my motivation for not paying it. I I will. I feel I'm supporting violence, which I cannot, in good conscience, do. Yeah. Um, you and, shan't hurt the feelings of the so-called impartial man in right. the black robe, right? Uh, so Lauren went to, went to jail today. She's now, right now, as we I've speak. I've already sent her a postcard. And which you, you can do, too. You guys should be bombarding her with postcards and supportive mail. Mailtojail.com. Mailtojail.com. Is she up there right now? That, uh, is she on, on the list of activists there? She is. I, uh, they were putting the address in the last. I, they, okay. The address wasn't quite up yet, but it should be, it should be very soon. Probably be there shortly. Uh, so she'll be there for almost two weeks. And, and one of the things, I'm, just, I'm kind of expounding on the whole Free State Project. Uh, one of the things that is really great about being up here is if you do get into some sort of issue with the state maybe you're not uh a, a, you know maybe you're not inclined to doing civil disobedience but sometimes the state comes after you uh even when you weren't expecting it and maybe at that point you'll decide to non-cooperate not go along with uh, the things that they're demanding people will support you if you want people to come out to a, a court trial they're going to come out we had that that courtroom almost full of people i mean there were a good 25 people in that uh, that courtroom, uh, maybe more than that. I didn't really count. There were a lot of folks. You look back when they said, all rise, and the only people standing in the court were the bureaucrats that were sitting in the back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was, uh, just it was about. quite the scene. And so the support is it's unfathomable. I mean, if you've been involved in the liberty movement where you are, I was from Florida, nothing like this happened down there. No, no, I could never have imagined any of the folks in the Libertarian Party in Sarasota, Florida, coming out to support me in court or doing anything, you know, to see me I off I can't to imagine jail. getting, uh, you know, going to court in Sarasota, right. Florida. Because I, remember, I remember awful. my local Libertarian meetup uh, in L.A., a very highly populated, a thickly populated area, mm-hmm. as you probably all know. And I went to a meetup Two other uh, middle-aged guys showed up. Two? Mm-hmm. In L.A.? At this little crappy diner in L.A. And yeah. that was it. I 
didn't, you know, and they all want to just I talk. I didn't hear anything and, else. And what they don't want to do anything. So mm. my point was, we went to see our friend Lauren off today. Uh, she had her last meal, and we went out for that. And uh, and you know, I gave her a hug uh, as she was, uh, she, you know, heading out. And she, and I like I said, she's she's one of my heroes. So uh, and it was good. It was a good time. Uh, she was my inspiration for actually getting my butt up out of my. Old home and getting it up to New Hampshire. Yeah. I had been contemplating the Free State Project, but it was a video of Lawrence that really inspired me and got me, got a fire under my butt to yeah. actually make the move. I said, I've got to be there nearby where that lady is. And that's one of the, she was one of the main inspirations for me to move to the Keene yeah. area, as a matter of fact. And she's awesome. Oh, and the thing Russell that was Russell was a big inspiration for me as well. Yeah. But it was the, I remember a specific video of Lawrence that really did it for me. She's a really courageous lady. The thing that was, I wanted to mention was, was really funny. Like, her and Jim were talking, her husband Jim were talking about how, well, it's October, so it's time for Lauren to go to jail. Because apparently, every October for the last five years, she's gone to jail for something. <laughs> so oh. weird. I mean, that's, how she's bizarre is that? these nice fall colors. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, well, it, it's it's really been an amazing. <laughs> They've got a good view from the jail. So Some of the windows uh, do. Depends. Some... She might be one of those alcoves. Yeah, if you're really in an alcove, you look out at another. That's window. That's one of the things that we were upset. He was upset about. I because I I testified, and I'm not going to lie on the stand. Yeah. I'm not going to lie anywhere if I can at all help it. And I testified. Yeah, I went in the. He asked me, "Did you go in the alcoves?" And and yeah, I went in the alcoves. So that's where. So that's where Russell was actually. His mm-hmm. room was facing into an alcove. That's why we were and there. We, were, to we find wanted him. him to see us, and we wanted to boost his morale. So a whole bunch of us went into an alcove and waved at him. There was no Big wait. Deal. There was no prevention. I, yeah, I mean, there were no signs saying we couldn't do it. it right. we, we went to alcoves at other jails. I mean, it's it's just. You know, I marched around but, the uh, Manchester jail with you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it wasn't us. illegal, and and uh, it wasn't clearly marked as saying you shouldn't. And so they yeah, don't want we us to there. come out to the Big jail deal. again. So they targeted us, and they're going to try to punish us. And and oh, maybe they've won. Maybe and they've I think Burke knows I've done cartoons yeah. making fun of him, and I've stood and I've encouraged people to go outside his house and have candlelight vigils and so maybe forth. so. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right, we're going to get back to the uh, things about women that you thought were true but aren't here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, They're totally free. Features there include, by the way, archives that go all the way back to late 2006. You can get the last week's worth on the front page of the site. And then when you click into the archive section, you'll go back to late 06. All free for you and courtesy of HostGator. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. That's the portal that we've created so that you can get your first month completely free of the stellar web hosting that HostGator provides. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy, incredibly easy, for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own site with their free site builder tools and templates. There are thousands of templates 
And it's whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Go through that portal, get your first month free at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. By the way, another quick uh, activist update. Our friend uh, Sovereign Curtis and occasional co-host on the show has been – his charge of a felony distribution of marijuana has been reduced to a misdemeanor. So that's That's good good news. news. He's no longer facing 17 years in prison for passing a joint uh, at a a public (laughs) event. Uh, That's what he was arrested for, passing a joint. And he's now facing up to 12 months in prison instead. So uh, still not good, but better news uh, in that particular case. And he's still going to try. That's a maximum sentence. I think hopefully it's fairly likely that it will not be any be that ridiculous i will i would hope not as well uh, he's not going to plea bargain these are nashua oh, in man. fact when he refused to take the plea bargain that's when they reduced the, the charge they they offered him oh. a plea deal on the felony he refused to take it and then they dropped it from a felony to a misdemeanor so interesting yeah well what does that tell people don't take the plea bargain no, don't yeah. ever uh, what, what, what it tells people when negotiating don't take the first offer ever um now you know you can negotiate for lots of and different Marxist, reasons for marks as salesman so <laughs> <laughs> negotiate lots of different ways for lots of different things um but when dealing with a person that you do not care how they feel with you feel about you after you are done and you need to divorce yourself of the feelings as uh, oftentimes when you're uh, when you're negotiating don't take the first first offer for god's sake i mean that's not negotiation that's laying down so back to crack.com yeah. and the six Let's things you thought you knew about women that are not true and number five is number five women aren't as horny as men totally not true not true apparently not when it comes to the topic of sex drive everyone well, knows the men, men are having sex with someone so well good point men are shameless swine who will nail anything with a pulse and women are only interesting in lovemaking that satisfies them on an emotional level. Mm. Think back on your adolescence, and it seems self-evident, doesn't it? Boys are so sex-driven that they literally have to hide their protruding penises with baggy pants and trapper keepers. Girls rarely have that problem. (laughs) I like how they say rarely. (laughs) And as adults, we all know that it's mostly men, not women, populating the porn-viewing public. The Kinsey Institute even says so. Obviously, men are, are, are much more interested in sex. Case closed. When actually... Women are probably just as horny as men. They just don't want you to know it. Uh, a recent study, uh, they've got a great picture here. It says the fan and demure, demure smile look is just a more elegant hard-on poking through the jeans. <laughs> a recent study asked a large group of test subjects about their sexual behavior but put some clever controls in place. One group of respondents gave their answers while connected to a polygraph machine. And a second group was put in with a researcher and told that their answers would be monitored. A control group was told the answers uh, was told their answers would remain completely anonymous. It turns out that when women were faced with the chance of someone seeing their answers, the group with the researcher in the room, they all suddenly became contestants in a Miss Chastity pageant, mm. reporting only half the number of sexual partners that the group connected to the lie detector claimed. But the women connected to the polygraph actually reported more sexual partners than the men in the same control group. Mm. Um. It says that uh, experts interpreted this as women feeling pressure to adhere to sexual expectations. Societal kind of expectations. Yep. Uh, again, that indicate they should be more relationship-oriented and should avoid being seen as promiscuous. Just like with the bombing experiment, take away what society expects of us in our true color show. Very so, interesting. Yes. On a related note, number four is only men like porn. This is kind of interesting, too. 
Uh, now, this is my understanding too. This is I, I've widely, long believed this to be the case that yeah, there's always, no market really for, not, or not much. It's a very one. small market. Yeah, yeah very always, small market. It's always been, it's been presented. Growing lately. Well, the, the question is, what but, are they willing to pay for it? Is really what it um, comes down to. Because I believe that uh, you know women will watch porn if the uh, opportunity presents itself, but I think that they're less likely to pay the exorbitant sums that guys will. I remember. I don't pay much. For, I won't pay for porn today. How how was life at at the time when uh, VHS tapes were coming out? I was the, always getting the ten dollar deals. Uh, same here. Store. That's what that's that's where <laughs> I, I was buy at. the sixty dollar tapes. But you know, they were the out ones there. with it, you know. But the, the, they were selling those fifty sixty dollar uh, VHS that's tapes. True. Someone was buying. When them. They I were remember I for, saw fresh one, off the truck. I remember seeing this one video and it had some really kinky, crazy, fun stuff in it. With like <laughs> the some, kind of thing you'd like some to see. Uncle some uncle and your his nephew, guy. like some uncle like taking advantage of his nephew. It was so kinky and fun and. I remember that was like an eighty or ninety dollar video that was like yeah, really popular for years and years, and I was like, I really want that, want to see that video again. I saw it at a friend's house or something. Did uh, you find it he online? Was house sitting. And no, no, I, 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 I went for years. I never, I didn't see that video. I was not gonna pay whatever. I bet it's 70, online now. 80, it 90 called. bucks. What? If you know what it's called, you can probably find it online. Oh, I, I eventually found it oh, much, okay. much later. But, uh, but no, I was not gonna pay whatever. So, not going to do it. But yeah, I mean, normally, uh, the, I think the, the typical impression of, uh, of women is that uh, they don't need porn, is that the, it's all fantasy-based for them, so it's not necessary. Well, they're not, very, not as visual as right. men, right? Or visually That's, stimulated so as So I heard... Well, that may be wrong. Hmm. Well, the pimps, all these a- things are going to be bell curves, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're going to, I think that. Well, but you- a lot of it too is is how much of it is just the the understanding or the the, the image sure. per- perpetuated sure. the belief. But reality is, is reality. Yeah. So I mean, if the girl's not going to have sex with you because even if she wants to, because societal standards uh, say that she shouldn't, she's still not having sex with you. I right. mean, that's the, that's. Where I think the this is largely talking about how much of our beliefs about men and women are actually innate, and mm-hmm. how much of them are are. They're from societal pressure. Sure, uh, there's a lot of that, and and, uh, and some of it is what's really what, the way they, the way people really are versus what they they reveal and what they show to the public. So, it says the pimps who make up the advertising world have known for decades that the best way to catch a man's eye and money is with copious amounts of TNA. Men will line up to buy a large caliber large caliber gunshot to the face as long as there's a scantily clad woman in a submissive pose somewhere telling them how awesome it's going to be. <laughs> uh, but what about women? It's been widely believed that the fairer sex isn't affected by erotic imagery to the same degree that men are, and not just in advertising, but in movies, magazines, or any other forms in which it might appear. Which is why you don't see half-naked beefcake flanking bottles of hair conditioner. When actually, according to this study, and they're linking it, I can't obviously link it, women's brains react just as quickly to erotic images as men's do, and in fact, the reaction may even be stronger. They even use different circuits to process them as opposed to the pathways that are reserved for everyday images. Using EEG electrodes to monitor brain activity, researchers showed a group of female subjects pictures that ranged from pleasant to disturbing. Everything was cool until they got to photos that showed couples engaged in sexual and sensual poses. Erotic images elicited neurons to fire at 160 milliseconds, which was 20% faster than even the quickest reactions to the non-erotic pictures, even if those pictures depicted immediate danger like a snarling animal. Uh, if you've heard that stuff about, if you've heard that stuff about how erotica turns women on only if there's some kind of deep backstory or emotional connection to what's going on, keep this in mind. 160 milliseconds means the woman's the women's brains were lighting up in response to the naked people well before they even consciously registered what they were seeing. Whoa! Way before the thinking part of their brains could warm up, they already had an immediate knee-jerk animal response that screamed, "Look, a boner!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So, 
<laughs> so I, I wonder how much of this, uh, you know, is availability too. Um, you know, I can look at a uh, naked woman, and and the chances of me being able to have sex with her are minimal. Whereas, um, you know, for for an attractive woman, she can have sex with any guy she wants, pretty much. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, pretty much. Yeah. The, the, you know, if if and I've used this example many times, and it and it holds a lot of water. If uh, uh, you know, some attractive woman and myself go down the street knocking on five doors, yeah. um, and each of us asking to have sex with the person who answers, she's going to get. She's first. going to be um, within with she's going to be within a house within five doors, and I'm going to be in jail within five doors. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> so I wonder how much of it is availability, and what, what does that play into? Uh, the, 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 I don't know, but mix. we got three more to go, right? Yep. All right, let's see how many we can get in in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Coming up here at 800-259-9231. Three more of the things you thought were true about women, maybe not so much. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and uptime maybe for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can join us online. If you want to support the show, go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more stations and bring more internet listeners to the show. Promote.freetalklive.com. Dale is sharing with us from crack.com the six things that uh, you thought were true about women that may not be, uh, according to science at least. And uh, let's go with number three. Yes, number three. It's 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 uh, it's interesting they put this as, uh, above the other stuff because I find it less uh, less interesting. But only women suffer from media perpetuated body issues. Only That's women suffer from. Oh, okay. Yes, women have been complaining forever about the impossibility of living up to female body image. That is presented in media. But take a look at all the action figures out there that little boys yeah. play with. I oh, mean, yeah. these guys, I mean, their heads are the size of their fists. And yeah. I mean, hold your fist up to your head right now, guys, and see how what the size difference is. Wouldn't it be I mean, cool to have hands the size of your, your head? I, 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 I always thought it would be really cool to have like giant forearms and hands in proportion to my body. It's Okay, Popeye, <laughs> go on. It would be so cool. <laughs> Anyway, no, I saw like I, there was a there was like an MTV a movie awards or whatever where uh, Sean William Scott had, was like the superhero with gigantic forearms and hands, and mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool. Anyway, so this is more like a myth about men kind of. Yes, it. well, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's sneaky. They say only women suffer from media perpetuated body issues, yeah. so they're sneaking right, the men one in there. Let's move to number two. <laughs> okay, so all right, so anyway, that's not the case. There's um, in the bodybuilding circles. There's this uh, phenomenon called bigorexia. That c- you can never be big enough. Mm. That yeah, I knew someone like that. That he would be like, you know, never satisfied. Gigantic. He would see yeah. someone in the gym who's like, like I saw there's there's a, you know I'll, I'll be working out so hard and then I'll see someone who's bigger than me. I'm like yeah. yeah, there's always going to be someone who's bigger than you yeah. or smaller or whatever the you know whatever fill in the blank adjective or description that uh, that you're looking for. Someone smarter, someone wiser, always. Anyway, number two, on. women aren't as good at math. This stereotype isn't as in your face as the others on the list, but it's there. 
If you look around at the people who hold most of the science, technology, and engineering jobs in the world today, you'll quickly be tempted to ask, hey, where are all the checks? Anyone who's ever spent time around a college math lab, a corporate IT department, or an engineering firm will notice a preponderance of dudes with skinny arms, ironic t-shirts, and <laughs> Tron collectibles, <laughs> and very few women. This shortage of women in science and technology fields has given birth to the idea that maybe women just aren't as talented or as interested in those areas as men. Or more specifically, that they aren't as good at math, which is kind of the underpinning of the whole shebang. If you're not good at math, you're going to make a crappy scientist, right? And if women aren't well represented in the sciences, doesn't it follow that they're just not as skilled at mathematics? Or maybe it's just that society certain just kind of, I guess, pushes them into certain roles and pushes them away from from that. What do they well, say? Well, it says, actually, Janet Hyde from the University of Wisconsin-Madison compiled math test scores and SAT results from more than 7 million students and found absolutely no difference in scores between males and females. So if girls have a, I'm sure, of course, on average, <laughs> so if girls have a mathematical aptitude equal to that of their testicled counterparts at the end of, the high, of high school, why aren't they moving forward into scientific careers in greater numbers? Well, the answer is nobody really knows. But right now, most researchers are leaning toward causes with social and environmental origins. That's what I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's looking more and more the case that there's an awful lot of societal pressures on gender stereotypes and gender, gender roles. Uh, one recent study found that teachers in grade school can impart their own anxieties about math to their female students, engendering a belief that boys will always be better at math than girls. Another potential environmental explanation is social identity threat. This is a phenomenon in which knowledge of a stereotype actually makes you fail, thereby validating the stereotype. It's like a catch-22, but with breasts. So, like a, like a, oh, what's the word? I'm, self-perpetuating, no. Uh, there's a psychological term that is escaping me right now where uh, you... Self-fulfilling prophecy? Self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. yeah. So, in either case, the next time you're trying to impress some girl with your knowledge of isotopes and quadratic equations, just remember that there's an even chance that she's actually better at that crap than you are. Mm-hmm. Calculate that, Poindexter. No oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the number one uh, myth about women is that most victims of domestic violence are women. Yeah, that's a big one. This We've is, talked uh, about uh, this. This is all new to me, one. by the way. I've not read this article. I, sometimes I read the articles ahead yeah. of time. I have not in this one, so I'm reading it. I'm learning it as, as the audience. Uh, this is a shocker. As the, the, the audience is. This one is a shocker, I think, for a lot of people. I think so, too, yeah. Um, actually, I've heard, and um, I've heard actually statistically speaking, uh, statistically speaking, and and this might make me, this might get me in trouble, but um, this is what I understand statistically, and and I'd love to hear debunking or studies about it. But uh, the the highest um, incidence of um, domestic violence happened in lesbian relationships. Wow, I have not heard that one. It's very interesting. Um, it says making jokes about domestic violence is about as awesome as making jokes about genocide. You know, I wonder. I, I just want. I, I, I want to hop in. But it's on this cracked, thing. so they're gonna. Yeah. You know, they are. <laughs> Women and violence thing. Is, you know, as as a boy, you were given the rules on you know using force against girls. You and, don't hit a girl, right? And so the prohibitions were set out early on and often. Whereas girls, I don't think get the prohibitions nearly as often. You get in a passionate situation like you might in a uh, uh, you know domestic argument. Then so you're you saying the social conditioning is working in uh, kind of the reverse. Uh, well, they don't have the social conditioning I, right. in the same way. Maybe I imagine a guy's not going to report it; he's just going to endure it. Like I'm a guy, I can take it. Uh, you know, she's hitting right. me, but you know, that's I'm true. A guy, so it's that's okay. absolutely yeah. the case, and I'm sure they're going to tell you that here in a moment. Uh, we've talked about this issue in the past, and it's uh, it's that yeah, the guys don't want to call the police and, and be seen as the wussy guy that is you know complaining that his girlfriend's beating mm. on him. 
Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so we'll skip the hilarity, hilarity and go straight to the stereotype about spouse abuse. If you're talking about one person beating up another in the home, you're probably talking about the man beating up the woman. That's why everyone believes that BS statistic about spousal abuse skyrocketing on Super Bowl Sunday. Men are bigger. Women are weaker. Men are more aggressive, more violent, more prone to jealousy, and women are their usual victims. When actually, women are more likely to abuse, stalk, and attack their partners than men are. And there are literally hundreds of scientific studies with sample sizes in the thousands to back up this assertion. In the world of gender research, domestic violence is a subject that has been studied over and over again. The evidence is clear. When couples resort to physical violence, more often than not, it's the woman who attacks the man first. Hmm. And, I, and I think that's it's, it's like it's probably what you're saying. You know, men are trained never ever hit a woman, and women aren't told that about men. And and men are probably you know you're you know don't complain you know if, if about you know about, you know, and you can't defend yourself too right if it's a woman's attacking mm-hmm. you so. Well, I think that uh, um, you know once there's there's also the 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 sort of the 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 well, thing in society where you know if somebody does hit you, then those all those uh, you know prohibitions are torn down, and so look, hey, if you're going to use violence on me, lady, I'm going to show you that it's a bad idea to use violence on me, and I'm going to show you why it is, and I can see why a guy might do that, and then once he's gone past that point, it's easy to go pa- easier to go past it again. So that's just what you're saying is if there's a domestic dispute. Well, more than likely, it was a woman who started it, and I, you know, I wouldn't, I would not doubt that. And who goes to jail if the cops get called out? Well, the, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, I, I think that it, it's to some extent you're talking about the, uh, you know, the, the the bringing a knife to the gunfight kind of thing. So if somebody pulls out a knife on you, you pull out a gun and shoot them. Um, you know, have you reused a commensurate amount of force to deal with the situation? And it's the same thing with uh, with violence in a domestic situation. If a woman hits you. Uh, hits me, I, you know, she's not she's not going to be able to hurt me in the same way that I'm. Depends on what I she hit hits her. you with. So if she hits you with something, it's it's still a different story. Like but if you. I hit her with something, then it's still not the commensurate yeah. amount of force. Consider this write-up from a study by Strauss and Ramirez. When only one partner was violent, it was twice as likely to be the female than the male. Moreover, mm-hmm. in terms of severe aggression, females were twice as likely to be violent than men. Holy crap, ladies. Time to chill the F out. <laughs> if you're wondering why you've never heard these stats before, there's the obvious fact that men are bigger. But I'm really good at self-filtering. Have you you're noticed good. that? Um, it's, there's the obvious fact that men are bigger and therefore more likely to hurt women and deserve to get raped in prison. But it's probably also because men are less likely to report physical attacks to the authorities than women. Yep. are and for some reason men are really really less likely to report having a foot broken off in their in their ass <laughs> by a 110 pound woman um <laughs> it's the same old story the stereotype persists because we're ashamed that we don't conform to it mm. Whew, that's depressing how about before we end the article and we all go crazy <laughs> in the comments we join together and look at this adorable little, little kitty who broke his little leg oh what's this now Aww. you're looking at what? it's a little kitty picture you have to they look just at the article tossed in a picture if you're on a kitty with a broken leg, because they knew this was going to be a controversial article, article yeah. full of <laughs> like raging, flaming commentary. So good stuff. Thanks for sharing that tonight, here, Dale. Certainly yep. appreciate it. And no ladies to call in. Uh, well, now the article's over, right. and, you know. And and what are they going to do? Call in the last five minutes, and say we don't hit people. I don't do it. Right. Well, they could just call in and say it's true. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. Except the math. Women really are horrible at math. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we are just about out of time for tonight, but the fun doesn't stop here. We've got uh, tomorrow night the uh, live Saturday edition of the program. Be sure you join us for that. Uh, there's going to be some good news out of Canada we might open the show out with, but then again, you never know what's going to happen uh, on Saturday nights because we've got a whole bunch more radio affiliates. But the news out of Canada, prostitution now legal. Oh, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and get a job up there. No. <laughs> 
three <laughs> powers north. And, yeah. uh, and then, of course, the Sunday edition. So we got uh, Free Talk Live for you all weekend long. Don't forget to uh, tune in. And we will talk to you then, 7 to 10 Eastern Time at freetalklive.com. Oh, and don't forget Dale's website, anarchyinyourhead.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest liberty forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.